This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder James Boy came to give him life. The blackest wrestling podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they're kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit a talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation We got the power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Hey, folks. Welcome to One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd and I'm Rich Lotto. What's going on, man? Chilling, man. Got a lot to uh, get to. It is a big week. Double or nothing on the way. Uh, you know, like Magic Johnson would say, uh, AD is on the way, like how he was saying that before. Uh, yeah, man. The big show is here. Th- Three-year anniversary of AEW coming up. Uh, what else we got? Uh, we got Stephen McMahon leaving WWE uh, for the time being or however that was strangely worded. Indefinitely, I think. Yeah. Um, there's another indefinite uh, leave of absence that we also got to talk to. Talk oh, about. yeah. Um, we got more on Sasha and Naomi because obviously, you know, it broke while we were live last week. We didn't really know how to kind of handle that in the moment. Um, but a lot of stuff has come out and, you know, I, I'm i ready to talk about it. Uh, and, of course, uh, there's, a, there's a new show. <laughs> it's called World Entertainment Series. We're going to preview that card. Uh, it'll look at it because are, are we actually going to preview it or are we going to talk bad about it? I'm going to rip it to shreds. We're going to talk bad to, about it. To keep it honest, yeah. I'm going to yeah. talk very to badly preview, about these preview. people. Is it even is it even on available for like fight or something? Or, or? I'm not sure yet, but okay. I'm going to talk very bad about this card and then expose what this shit really is. Um, so uh, I guess we can begin with uh, let's, let's start with Stephanie. Um Stephanie McMahon taking a leave of absence to go spend more time with her family. Um, she obviously has been in WWE a very long time, uh, since 1999 in various roles, whether it's an on-screen person working in creative, um, you know, uh, doing the chief branding officer stuff. Uh, it seems like Stephanie's role has kind of been peeled back over the years to, to say the least, like she's kind of been like more removed from it. Like as far as like your everyday, like you're obviously she's on a board of directors and stuff like that. But when you think of WWE and the business and everything, she was pretty far away from that part of it. Um, and seeing her take a step back from this, I'm like, that's strange. Um, when she sent this whole thing out, everyone in the company found out from the tweet. So that's, kind of that sets off some bills um i'm i'm not a conspiracy man i'm sorry what 
wink wink <laughs> but <laughs> um i do have an idea of what i think could be going on uh it's not as wild as some other other conspiracies i have but it, it makes perfect sense when you think about it um i, I wish there was someone that was a hardcore fan that we had that could like th- could, could slice in video or audio of like on a YouTube video of like you talk going straight to the from like the summer. Yes, I'm not. You know, I got kind of mild. Of, you know, I'm not going to go in and all just just smash edit into the some of the absurd things you've said over the years. <laughs> so, um, you know, I'm, so I'm what you got on this one, man? What I'm wondering on what. One? Well, before I get there, I, like okay. Nick Khan is going up the Mortal Kombat ladder on this thing. The Daniel Bryan thing was right though. I stand on that. Um, Sam, for sure. Um, but uh, Nick Khan is taking over her duties, and supposedly they're going to hire someone eventually to fill that role. So everything for me feels like the company's setting up to be sold. So when Stephanie throws that line in, like she plans a return, I'm like, to what? Like if they sell the company, what incentive do they have to hire you back? I mean, outside of the part where, like, allegedly, or by all accounts, she's really good at her job. Because, um, obviously, you know, when you get a, a new ownership in there, they're going to want to put in their people just like it is with, you know, anything. But, um, you know, I think the, I think her name alone, uh, her last name alone, like, gives her some type of credibility to her being able to sell um, or, you know, sell, uh, ab- or, uh, sorry, uh advertising partnerships with you know and bringing op- opportunities with you know partners with that name because people were like mm-hmm. that McMahon is synonymous with pro wrestling um, for the last 30 plus 40 plus years or whatever close to 40 years with pro wrestling and yeah. so yeah I, I think that, you know I think there is a reason to keep her around <clears throat> besides just the part where she's good she's allegedly is good at her job but um, you know if she were to, you know, if the company were to be sold and she were to transition out or whatever else, that wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. I'm like wondering, like, you know, for years we always saw Triple H, we saw Stephanie, and mm-hmm. we were like, when Vince dies, it goes to them. Shane is coming gone from these positions. Um, Triple H is coming gone from these positions now. Um, and all that are it is left is the glad handing yes man, John Laronitis. And Bruce Pritchard, and then Big Dick Nick Khan, like who's cleaning up everything. It seems like um, this is kind of wild when you think about it, because it's like, why else would you gut the succession plan on this? So like, other than we bought to sell this shit, we're open for business. Um, but as far as Stephanie, like, what 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 I think the deal is with her, I think she's going into politics. Like Linda? Like Linda. And I think she'll be way more effective at it because she is a more charismatic public speaker. Let's keep it a buck. That, she's that, a lot, that's to put it lightly. Look, she's, <laughs> a lot, it lightly. look <laughs> she's a lot prettier and easier on the eye and younger. I'm not touching that part. Let, like, when when we start looking at those demographics with that that voting block, I, I imagine Stephanie McMahon would be quite popular than the little old lady, personally. <laughs> um, I I think she's going to politics, and if you start looking at the time where um, the next election is coming, what is that about eighteen months away? You know, maybe like two years away. Uh, 
like 30. Yeah, if, you like try, 30. About, if you're talking about midterms? Yeah. Like, uh, well, not the midterm, the next presidential election. Oh, yeah. okay. So 2024. Yeah, yeah. Primary starts in. Yeah, yeah. So if she was someone who was either a, a key fundraiser, um, we already know the ties run deep with the McMahons and uh, the Republican National Committee and uh, everything like that. I feel like Stephanie's an easy person that slides right in. I mean, I don't necessarily know what's, you know, like Linda's obviously front faced herself as being committed with the Republican Party. I have not heard whether Stephanie is as well, but what do you um, think? Yeah, as far as like what I think, if I remember you know, correctly, once she wasn't her and Triple H and her kids, uh, and maybe even Vince were in a picture at the Oval Office with Trump. Yes, yes, yeah. So, so there, so there, there is that. We'll see, but what do you think? Yeah, yeah, we'll see, but that does exist. So, yeah, um, but yeah, I, I think she's gonna gonna go for that, and then you know try to try to either get in Senate, try to help WWE from another you know avenue uh i i feel like it's a it's a lock personally i never thought about it but i mean she'd be good at it um quite frankly um i look at a lot of uh a lot of the uh women in the gop and i think some of them you know because a lot of them came from the far right like a lot of them you know with bobard and uh, <laughs> you know, the, even even like as far back as like Sarah Palin to even like uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, like they just they do not have like the uh, PR chops that a Stephanie McMahon do, do does. So yeah, I, I, so just off of that alone, yeah, and also where she comes from, like yeah, I, I think she'd be really good at politics. Uh, the problem is, you know, I like Stephanie more than most the average wrestling fan. Like I don't, I don't. I already know her political leanings. I, I feel like in like, you know, I don't really have much on the wrestlers where they have different uh, politics than, than I do. If they, you know, do good work It's like, I can compartmentalize the part that like, I disagree with them on just life. Right. But, um, <laughs> but if they, but if they, you know, like they got life fucked up, it is what it is, but um, they're good at the pro wrestling. Like, but once she start, once she, once she gets into that, that's going to have to change. Like, you know, it's one thing when Kane was just, you know, whatever else. Now Kane is like a, a real fucking problem. That man's a menace to society. Yeah. Bad news. Yeah. yeah. So, like, if once Stephanie, once Stephanie, you know, steps over that line, he's going to be like, well, got to let you go. Got to let you go. <laughs> yeah. So you heard, it, you heard it here first. Oh, it is my turn to draft coming up. So, oh, that thing's still going. Um, I think there's only yeah. like uh, a couple picks left. Yeah, so maybe we'll uh, maybe we can do like some type of show or some type of segment where we talk about our full rosters. But um, yeah, I yeah, so we'll we'll see. But end of an era for sure with with, with Stephanie like leaving. Uh, yeah, and yes, Lothario Negro brings up a, a great uh, point. Stephanie's going to look like a sensible brunette next to MTG. She's going to be a problem. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, so, in other news, uh, I'm sorry, Sasha- we can't. We, no, 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 we we can't let that go. Do you like the other week, Marjorie Taylor Green? Like, they asked her, you know, obviously because of January 6th, like they asked her, like, oh. so do you help out with X, Y, and Z? And she was like, I can't recall. I, I bet you can't recall. Yeah, <laughs> I bet yeah. you can't. 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we can uh, we can amazing over there. Um, Sasha Banks and Naomi, they have this company scrambling in ways that I haven't seen. Um, you know, it's in, in a long while to be frank. Um, there are a lot of people that have you know surmised what may be happening, at least from Sasha's perspective. Um, Naomi's kind of seems like a secondary piece in this thing because everyone's kind of defaults to worrying about Sasha. Um, yeah, yeah, it's that. It's also like Sasha's been a squeaker wheel for way longer. Yeah, like obviously she had to, you know, in 2019, she requested a release uh, back in April of 2019 uh, before, you know, not showing up for, for a while, but. WWE's gone out of their way to bury these women in a very nasty way, um, you know, on their television, uh, on their official social media channels. Um, and I was quite shocked when when I saw like Michael Cole just looking dead into the camera. Uh, Pat McAfee had this look on his face like, I ain't got shit to do with this. Right. <laughs> The faces he was, the faces he was making was like, I ain't got shit to do with this. I'm learning this as y'all are, and like I think y'all are tripping. So I, he, he kept making these faces like, y'all bugging the fuck out over and over. Y'all bugging, y'all are bugging and bugging and bugging. Uh, so like Pat McAfee did a did a very well, very well for himself during that during those faces. He knew he knew, like uh, let me remove myself from y'all bullshit because. Uh, you know, there will be time for for you know for me to have some credibility as a wrestling fan outside of y'all nonsense. And he did he did well with it. I, even even if it was intentional or not, he gave he did himself uh he did himself a a, a big favor by making those faces. He really did. <laughs> uh, shouts out to T Mess first time commenter. He said Cole looked like he was reading the kidnappers' demands when he was reading that. Oh, um. Yeah, um, I th- I think you know they basically announced that uh, Sasha and Naomi were stripped of the championships that they turned in <laughs> yeah. and walked away from, and they would be having a tournament full of who knows who to have the new uh, champions crown. We know those titles will be paper titles whenever they do them. Not really so much the important thing here, but as far as them just shitting on Sasha and Naomi telling them they've, they've disappointed millions of fans. They, uh, you know, when it looks like there was a situation where they may have left the building before the show was started, WWE knew they left, decided to go ahead and advertise anyway, just to be able to say, Oh, the, these people did not make their, their booking. Meanwhile, we saw SummerSlam last year. This company will, Change some shit in a heartbeat. So, like, I don't know if they um, it false advertise all the time. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't know where they get off doing that. Um, they are trying to win a war of PR against two women who are very beloved that would split the WWE fan base right in half. Honestly, and it, it's interesting to see. Like, I don't have. I've seen some some folks that I know normally fuck with Sasha and Naomi. Like they've they've come out very hard for Sasha. They realize what's going on. Uh, and Naomi, they they are like, this is bullshit. Uh, and then others are like, just hook, line, and sinker. WWE, like you know, they're ungrateful and all this stuff. And all this goes back to James. Like this Sasha thing. Like this does not start with her on Monday night. No. This starts with her 
when she got moved out the way, like I've been saying for months, like w- without it having confirmed or anything like that. I'm like, if you just look at what was happening, it was going to be Charlotte and Sasha. That's why they, they, they pulled that program in the end of last year to basically separate Sasha away from that to have them fight at WrestleMania. And at least she's there in the big spot, in the title match, you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden, she has to get happy out of nowhere to be in a tag team. We have to have people trying to tell us this matters because it's Sasha and Naomi. It's like, no, she got moved out the way for Ronda Rousey, who in 2022 is not a bigger star than Sasha Banks, especially to Sasha Banks. <laughs> like, I, good luck convincing uh, Sasha Banks of this. Uh, and and you think about this woman, uh, you know, that all she has done is watch Vince McMahon push Alexa Bliss, Charlotte, Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch over her for years. Mm -hmm. Despite all of them being combined, never being able to touch her in the ring. Like, (laughs) never being able to, like, connect with, like, the hold that Sasha has had on people even with like an eighth of the push, like it's like Becky Lynch was was like took off. Right. But I'm like, there's nothing that happened with Becky Lynch that made me think that couldn't have been Sasha if the company was committed to her at all. Um, I think I I get what you're getting at. I think that's, that Becky is so much better of a promo than Sasha that um, I'm not necessarily sure, but I do absolutely get where you're coming from. And like, quite frankly, like Sasha should have been the one period to start out out the box between those, or really uh, like those two. It should have been Charlotte and Sasha going back and forth, like kind of like what they're doing in 2016. And then like, once they broke them apart, like they should have been the aces of, each, of both brands. And like, ultimately that's not what they did. They kept them together on the same brand, moved Becky over to SmackDown. And then like, after she was the first champion, like they basically like moved her over to tr- go with Alexa Bliss. And then we had to deal with that garbage for a year or two years, whatever else. And then like, everyone looked around and was like, Becky and Sasha are so much better than her. What the fuck are we doing here with Alexa Bliss? And then, like, then, you know, the Becky and, and Charlotte stuff happened, and they fucked up the booking, and the crowd wasn't going for it, and we are where we are now. Like, they had they had four stars. All four of them became stars. None of them are as over as they should, or for as long as they've been around, none of them ever were sustained as long as they should have because, like, Vince is a net booker and picked the wrong people to like have programs with them at the wrong time. And outside of like the 2018, 19 Becky stuff, you're kind of, you're kind of looking at it like, yeah, we had some great matches. Yes. We had some great moments of great feuds, but like this ain't exactly King's road here. <laughs> yeah. Right? Not at all. <laughs> like, yeah. So in like, I don't want to, I don't want to say like it was some disaster. Cause like, like quite frankly, like they're they're four of the most influential people in and uh, in, in, like my wrestling journey, if you will, uh, the last uh, or since we started doing the show. Like they're super important to me and all of them. And I love all of them, even though like I don't really care for what they do anymore because WWE has them doing bullshit. But um, it's going back, trying to bring this back to focus more on the Sasha thing. Like you mentioned that it, the part where she got moved around in WrestleMania, and it's like. You're right, it is about that. But it goes back even further to, like, this is her second time 
with these ta- fucking tag titles. These cursed fucking tag titles. Third like, time. Well, as far as shit going bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, It was like, she wanted to make these things matter to where you have the women's division doing things besides just having the contender of the month and the champion. That's all that matters for now until... It's time to get the next person ready. And then, like, because it's, you know, because there's no focus on a secondary thing, it's really hard to build, you know, build new contenders. And and this is where WWE was dishonest with their women's revolution thing, right? Yeah. Because um, they put out a lot of propaganda that WWE has ridden off of for years. They'll give you a championship match that has a Becky and Bianca in it, right? Mm-hmm. But then the next day, there's like 90 women in a, in a tag team match. Like the best, it, example, <laughs> no, no, the real best example of that is like they'll give you undefeated Oscar versus Charlotte in a great match, and the next day they take the fucking belt off of Charlotte after breaking Oscar's undefeated streak to uh, because they need to get it to Carmella, and then like have the Iconics. Like, beat up Charlotte. Like, the obvious answer for WWE in regards to it being more fair for what to do with women and to get things going outside of the championship picture was to take some time from the funky-ass dudes. Like, as far as, like, why are we seeing an extra Baron Corbin match? Like, rather than, you know... uh, like the, the answer was always push more more women as far as like them having the grounds to do it. They had the audience that was accepting of it. Yep, because um, they put it, they had put in the work to make stars out of it. So and it was like we we didn't actually want like a division, right? They wanted okay, we have one match for the belt, and the the women's divisions are so much different from the men's divisions because especially now. Because the men's divisions, if you say it like that, like there are different spots allowed within the hierarchy under the title. Um, I often talk about watching wrestling through only a championship uh, prism being a limiting experience. But in women's wrestling, it's not like that. And it's not like that in AEW. It's not like that in WWE. It's like, yo, whoever's the champion is getting on the show, (laughs) period, right? Um, They're the one getting the matches, typically. Uh, They're the ones getting the segment. If you're not the champion, it's hard to work a program with someone else and then have that time carved out elsewhere for you. And in Sasha's case, she was like, I do not want the tag team titles and me having these used in that same ass way that you've done uh, to, to prop years. up the singles champion and put us all in this singular program. It's like the answer should be like, even if it seems like a lesser program and I'm very disappointed in Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez for not seeing this, like, and, and looking at this in such a limited um you know, way where it was like, they're thinking like, uh, you know, you're wrestling Ronda in a, in a big spot. What would you rather do between uh, this and, you know, defend the tag team titles against, you know, you know, Nikki or Dewdrop or whatever. And it's like, it's not necessarily about Ronda. It's about carving the opportunities. Obviously, Sasha does not want to be fed to Ronda Rousey right now. It Especially doesn't because he's sense. already done that. It doesn't make sense, and right. it's like, you, and like if you we were, speak- and if we were in a men's prom- if we were in a men's promotion that was ran well, like, and you recognize that Ronda Rousey and Sasha Banks are two of your, let's say, five biggest stars or whatever else, you wouldn't just have somebody just come out here and just 
beat them over back to back at big spots way apart from each other like you would build towards like you know win one win a second one we're going to be a rubber match down the road and you're going to get in a year and that's going to be at a bigger <clears> show that's not how they do it in WWE because they're inept Yep, and and then um, you know Naomi getting a here damn title match out of it, yeah. like <laughs> like no, and then like you know and and what Brian was doing and shout out to Mike Sempervivi for basically calling Alvarez to the carpet, like saying yo, you're not seeing this through the lens of these two women, let alone these two black women. I don't know if Mike was that specific, but I feel like I speak Sempervivi and I know what he was trying to do <laughs> and say, but Alvarez doesn't like he short circuits on the A when it comes to Sasha Banks. Yeah, and always. B like Who's when the it heel? Comes, yeah. The one that's getting the ones that's saying the thing to get booed, they, or Brian. Like, yeah. come on. You, you I, I get what you're saying that they're both acting like heels, but it's WWE. You know this company is bad at this. Right. Just uh you st- stop playing dumb. You know you know what's going on here. Right. And you know, and I don't I I can't take anyone seriously that doesn't realize like how to the degree Sasha Banks has been fucked around in, in this company. And I uh, I don't know if she'll ever be back at this rate. Like the suspension, they pulled their merch, they yanked their Facebook pages so they can't make money. They can't do anything really like who knows if their contracts are frozen there are people with theories out there that uh that think this is something like where there's a six week um term in like their contracts that will allow them to not freeze it because it may expire um during a certain point there's a great post on on a uh, square circle reddit about it um that- go, go into that because i don't know i don't know any of this so this is a person that, you know, I'm going to read out their thing. They said, let it, let them lay out some facts. Sasha's in her own words on the Broken Skull session in 2019. She walked out April 8th of 2019. She canceled her TV appearances that day and went on leave. This was after the initial AEW press conference and before the Warner announcement. Um, she says that uh, on Broken Skull that she asked Vince for her release in person. And Vince told her no and tacked on 30 days and she went to Japan. She was in Japan uh, on July 2019 uh, via her Instagram. You can you can check it right now. Um, so this person thinks she likely asked for her release in late June and Vince said no going by her interview. So it plays like she was planning to leave and go to AEW, screwed up the timing, and Vince froze her contract to ask extra, add extra time. We'll get to that later. And eventually offered her a bigger contract than she was willing to pass on. So that was the re-signing and, you know, mm-hmm. the extension that she signed or whatever. Um, Kaz had reported, like, said something about her deal that was essentially what Dave said a week before that, uh, that her expiration in 2019 was extended for likely three years. So that would put uh, her in June 2022 now. Okay. Um, this person thinks that she likely thought that she was out um, when she went in to ask for her release and then Vince sprung the extra days on her because he, she missed the freeze clause in her contract. <clears throat> so then they go into language about the WWE contracts. There's a, if a wrestler is unable to wrestle for six consecutive weeks for any reason um, due or without limitation due to an injury uh, while performing services at the promoter's discretion, the promoter has the right to terminate this agreement or suspend the wrestler without pay and or extend the terms of this agreement for a period equal to the time of the inability to wrestle. There's like a lot of legal um, jargon that you guys can check out. I'll put the link to it uh, in the chat in just a moment. 
But the simple version of that is if a wrestler misses six weeks or more during their contract, then WWE can tack that onto their contract end date. So how does that apply here? Um, <laughs> Sasha's key the, her contract, if, if if it's less than six weeks, they can't freeze her. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and in they, theory, there's, they think that she's close. She's within six weeks. Yes. Like if, if they think she's less than six weeks, then WWE can't freeze her. So this is why they're not firing her for one. And then two, she they they just yanked her merch. They've buried her and done all this other stuff. Uh, I don't know Naomi's deal, but th- as far as like, you know, Sasha's details and information, people are putting this stuff kind of together and she would be free before June 26th. And what is June 26th? Uh, would that be forbidden door? It would be James. Um, so, <laughs> so I'm going to uh, drop this link if you guys want to check it out. This guy goes into even more detail um, about it. So this is incentive uh, for you guys that are hearing this later to come join the live stream. So I'm uh, I'm gonna uh, hook the 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 live viewers up uh, with this. So what what do you make of that uh, whole thing, James? Um. It's a lot of uh, it's educated guesses based off of what people have said about uh, regarding her deal, but we don't actually know the details of her deal. Right. Um, so, like, it's interesting to see. I didn't know that she was up. I figured that she had like, I figured it like she resigned for five. Um, but um, yeah, if if it's interesting to see, and it also makes me wonder like. Because she's been through it before, she thinks she's learned her lesson. Like I, I, I would have just played this whole thing out, like you know, done the John Moxley thing and been like, "I'll write this out." Yeah, yeah. I'll write this out, and then I'm fucking out of here the day the day it hits, and I'm gone. I'm never coming back, or whatever. Or I'm going to Hollywood, or whatever it is. <clears throat> but um, this is how she wanted to play it, uh, and whatever, whatever she felt was best. Uh, cool. Uh, I, I just, you know, um, uh, that's just not what I would have done. Um, now, as far as the Naomi thing and people thinking that, like, because uh, Sasha's been, um, has, you know, has talked about and, and been public and demonstrated that, like, she's not putting up with their bullshit as much, nearly as much as um, Sasha, that people think, like, there are people that think that, like, Sasha is, like, corrupting this woman that's, that's you know, her senior is, like, that's cute. Like it's really cute because because Naomi is so nice and like in uh and took all the stuff out her bios too. Yeah, like people think like she's just following along, like he's following along with her friend. It's like you don't think they've had these conversations of them being sick of their bullshit. Come on now. Like how long has Naomi been like <laughs> not right. done shit with like in the right. in the, in this company where right. you know and Naomi had a four star match this year. Look, they're not in like. In WWE, they're not requiring her to wrestle at you know a certain level, like you know, and even if she did, Rich, you know, on a one off, she had a fucking four star match with Charlotte on SmackDown, like in like February this year. Legit, I watched it. I went on my way to watch. It, I was like, holy shit! Like this is the best Naomi singles match I think I've ever seen, right? And I'm just like, okay, so the the, the talk used to be that she wasn't a good wrestler. The time used to be that, like, we don't know if this will work as far as being over. She, every everything along the lines of like why of why Naomi may or not gotten a shot in uh, like great physique, great smile, 
turns heads in the, in the airport. At least you would turn my fucking head. Um, uh, can wrestle. Stick does the flying stuff in a way that sticks are unique for the rest of the roster. Uh, her gear, her look, instantly unique for connects. Else. It oh, it's the over and her fan base always been always been over in every arena she's been in since at least since like 2017. Since at least that, and it's like, what what does this woman have to do to get a fucking shot? Oh, not be black, not be dark skinned Okay, fuck you. <laughs> like it's it's been the case for her for years. In like. For me, like once once I saw her that match with Charlie uh, a few months ago, I was like, "All right, enough is enough." Like before, I used to think she was just good. Maybe she still is just good. And that was a fluke. You know how many sorry motherfuckers I see on American television have crummy matches every fucking week? Come on, come on. What are we doing? Yep, <clears throat> and it it's it is a um. I, it's it's hard to look look at how they've treated Sasha and Naomi and take them seriously as far as like anything like relating right. to black people, let alone black women. Like you know, like I do. Y'all have a rule of only one. Like you know, if this is the what you want want to tell us, I mean, I don't. That's kind of what you're showing us I right know, now. No, we can't po- we can't possibly pushing Naomi, Bianca, and Sasha. Like too many, you know, we can't we can't feature all we can't feature three of them. No, nah, that's ridiculous. What are you? What are you acting like they're blonde? Look, and little Thero Negro in the comments. Now they only got one. So <laughs> right now, and you start looking at uh, the way this company is like. I don't know if it is necessarily them that has done this or some of their fans who have tried to weaponize, uh, you know, WWE, but. You know, we start talking about the uh, variety and the diversity, and it starts drying up very fast without Sasha and Naomi on the roster when you start looking around. I mean, okay, so uh, non, non-whites non in the women's division, it would be like uh, Raquel, Asuka, Bianca. Zelina. Zelina. that it? That might be it, unless I'm forgetting some. But Tamina, uh, yes, yes, Tamina. I forgot about Tamina. Um, Tamina, time. Uh, uh, you, I mean, and then you could throw in, then you could throw in like our our uh, our our people that phenotypically look white, but are not like 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 Pam, like Bailey, and like uh. Shayna. So you so you start throwing those in, and it's like then you're like okay, so it, and then the rest is a white ass roster, and like it is what it is. Uh, but it's like, this isn't, this isn't what we, you know, people were talking about the diversity of the women's division and of the roster is like, that women's division is looking, you know, less and less different. Like, it, we've come along with, especially after all these firings, like, we, we have come along, like, they, they have, they have really, like, you know, they look a lot, a lot less diverse now. Um, and... We're gonna see. Like people talk about how big representation was for WWE for them to to like it, and then like it's it's less of it's gonna be less of it in the in the coming um, months and years, and seemingly, and um, it's almost like the game has got switched on some ludicrous shit, James. And and, and don't get me wrong, like, that's not WWE's fault that people prop them up on that. But like I'm necessarily talking about the people that like said that, like this is why like the wrestling is necessarily better because it's so di- it's so different people doing it. And it's like. 
I, no. I, I, <laughs> look, I, I don't know what it has to do with the quality of the television, but whatever. Um, if 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 you see someone that looks like you on the screen, I'm happy for you. Um, that's not what I'm here for necessarily. I'm here to see good, you know, entertain people talk in you know charismatic shit and people beat the hell out of each other. Um, so anything between that is kind of like you know anything that could it's extra cool, but like um. But like I'm not gonna, we're not gonna pretend like uh, this problem isn't like a problem that WWE can solve. Like this is a this is a societal problem, not WWE yeah. or AEW or Stardom or New Japan or Noah or Dragon Gate or or Freedoms or Seedling or Ice Ribbon or, or or GCW or anything in between. Like this is a problem of of systematic inequality in all that other stuff and like that's so far beyond our fake fighting thing that like people got tied up into this and, and it's kind of like okay do you like wrestling or not <laughs> if you do i hope you still watch it if you feel like this is the thing that's going to stop you from enjoying it you ain't got to watch it and i'm not going to hold no problems to you but i why was i just kind of find it misguided that like this is what you you like this wrestling over this one because there's people that look like you on there. Like I can, under, I can understand it to an extent, but for me, it's like, there's so much wrestling out there. You can find what you're looking for. There just is. They're going to be finding Nikita Lyons, um, you know, pretty soon. <laughs> like that's who they got to push, you know? So, so it, it'll be just like almost the package, but not quite, you know, the, you know, they're going to send her out there, you know? So, um, yeah, but, as far as Sasha and Naomi no, go. No, no, no. Before we go on from there, I got to say it. The thoughts and opinions of Unrich Light does not necessarily reflect those that belong to James Boy. James Boy is just long for the ride. Just just to get, let y'all know that, like, this fool said that and I ain't got nothing to do with it. That's up to him. Like, what's your Twitter? Oh, it's on the oh, screen. I know, I know your Twitter is. Yeah, uh, relay, well, let, relay whatever thoughts and feelings uh, you have what Rich has said to at Rich Lotta 80, or sorry, at, at Rich Lotta, I'm going to say my, my number, yeah. no, at Rich Lotta uh, 32, 32. Hey, hey you, you, you're aware of the, the Channing Tatum effect. Yeah. You know, like Naomi, but safer, you know, you know. Um, not, not, not quite like Naomi. You know, sings, you know, dances, you know. I, I'm gonna leave it there, you know. <laughs> oh man, um, yeah. Not mind. <laughs> Watch how it plays out. Watch how it plays. Oh, um, yeah, keep that same energy as she says. So, <laughs> um, let's let's talk about let's switch gears here. Um, the UK is going to be getting some wrestling. And no, I'm not talking about Cardiff. Uh, I'm talking about the newly formed World Entertainment Series. This is a promotion that is um, run by the former Authors of Pain. They are now uh, the Legion of Pain. And the first show has been announced in the UK. Why is it in the UK? I have no idea. None of these people working this show... um, really have any ties to to that uh area of the world um however looking at it a few things jump off the page especially with this lineup um why don't we go through the lineup here and you guys will kind of get what what i'm getting at but this show is going to be very expensive for one to fly all these people over and then very expensive for these people to be booked 
these one, people one would think yes. These are a lot of people that, for whatever reason, <laughs> have not been picked up elsewhere. Uh, and that kind of comes down to what you know it could be wrestling ability, could be. Um, you know, could be a lot of things. Let's just say that. And uh, this is a show I spoke with a, uh, a friend of mine and I told him, I was like, this is a show that came about because people were like, these are talents that were way too expensive to book. Like these were people that told promoters, my price is this. And the promoters were thinking their price was more like this. <laughs> and, okay, so this because and, like this is this is also an audio like uh, medium. Yes, Rich put his hand and he said this way high, and then he, obviously the second this was like way low. So yes. yeah, he's saying people are you know outsized the expectations Look, for what they were going to be able to get either either pricing themselves out on on purpose like that so people won't ask them or uh pricing themselves out thinking that someone would pay for it so Mm -hmm. um so our opener we've got dirty dongo let's not cut the shit like the the the, the wrestler formerly known as fondango versus the wrestler formerly known as no way jose is the second match you can't be out here giving these these names that people don't know come on man Man, it's amazing. Um, Second match, Mike Bennett versus <laughs> formerly known as Oni Lorcan, which is surprising. Oni Lorcan uh, is on this show. He's like he he sticks out like a sore thumb to me. Yeah, this this match actually could be the best match on the show, and it's not even oh, on yeah. the show. It's on the pre-show. But Mike yeah. Bennett much improved. Keep hearing good things about him. And and Oni Lorcan's always been wrong. Yep. Uh, on to the main card. Yes. Uh, the former Mojo Raleigh versus. Uh, the former, or actually no, Linsa Dorado. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what Linsa has been doing besides chasing down people talking shit in Central Florida, uh, of late. But uh, he's obviously a good wrestler, so like, good for him that he got booked on this thing. And like, you know, I would like, I wouldn't mind seeing him like wrestle FTR with with a tag partner, um, like or somewhere like on AEW. Like, have him, shit. Why can't he if him and Fuego del Sol be a tag team? That'd be yeah. fun. Yeah. Uh yeah, so then you have a women's a world women's tag championship match between uh Madison Rain and uh Tanel Dashwood versus Deanna Perrazzo and Chelsea Green. They have and more teams than WWE. They do. They do. Uh it's interesting to see like it's interesting to see Chelsea Green and Deanna Perrazzo together again after WWE said we we don't we, we you know we don't want this tag team and, and then we don't want y'all um and like I I I want to know hey Tennille Dashwood on the other side of the ring is Chelsea Green there could be some smoke there oh Zack Ryder oh wow Sure, maybe. I, I doubt. I doubt they're going to be. A, well, then again, I, you know, I've seen. I've seen Deanna Peraza in a shoot before. So, <laughs> who knows? Uh, hey, so, comment from Brew Haven. Maybe the the mythical Impact WWE partnership will shine with the women's tag team tournament. If Deanna Perrazzo and Chelsea Green end up back in WWE for this tag team tournament, I would fucking howl. Man, they did nothing with them in NXT. 
Nothing. And then they brought him up for those house shows where they would go lose to Oscar or some, something, and then like, yeah. then they fired him. Is that 2020, 2019? Can't remember anymore. <sighs> yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, I, I, actually, it might have been like it might have been like early 2020. I, I, I have to I have to go look, but yeah. So then after that, <clears> you have uh, the triple threat match of Killer Cross, former Carrying Cross in NXT, uh, Samurai Del Sol, the former. Uh, uh, oh my god. Uh, what was his name in fucking WWE? Um, oh no, our Samurai Del Sol was uh, Kalisto. Kalisto, that's what I'm thinking of. Because like the Del Sol kept throwing me off. That was the name of his finish. Um, and then Jonah, formerly Bronson Reed, and like, I'm sorry, any any card that has like Killer Cross on it, I'm not interested in. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> any card in the a- world, any co- like yeah, he like he had a one on fucking Wrestle Kingdom, no. Like bro, when he like when he ends up in when he ends up in the G one, it's gonna be it's gonna ruin that block for me. And this is oh my god, like, no, thank you. There's um, no way Killer Cross is, can be worse than Evil. There's no way, dude. Do you see? Do you hear about his match with Suzuki? Yes, Suzuki was like bullying him. He didn't impress. Called him a fucking young boy. Jeremy sent a tweet out about it. It took off. Everyone was clowning. It is just. If you can't if you can't have a very good match with Minoru Suzuki at this stage in the game, I'm sorry. This ain't this ain't at the top level. This ain't for you. This is not pack uh, it up. Yeah. Uh, Some then, people have dubbed this company Beans and Toast Cyn. <laughs> so so uh, the next match after this is the World Tag Team Championship. It is the Legion of Pain, um, it, the former AOP versus. <sighs> Versus the Forgotten Sons, um, Mac in uh, in oh my god, NXT Steve Legend. Blake, Steve Bl- Blake, yeah, 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 Wesley or not Blake. not Steve Wesley Blake, Blake. Wesley Steve Blake. Blake went to Maryland. I hate Steve Blake. Oh what yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, Wesley Blake. Um, yes, Wesley Blake and yes. Steve Macklin. He's been to Impact, so yes, yes, he um, has. Um, and like, don't be wrong. Like, uh, this match should be good because like AOP versus good tag team have have had tons of or a number of good matches in their NXT run. And then like Forgotten Sons for as much shit as like Gunner, you know, you know, gave them a stink or whatever else. Like when they were in the ring, like they could work their asses off. So like that that should be a good match. Then you get to then you get to the <laughs> the money matches. Just uh, the, the World, World Women's Championship. Uh, the former Nia Jax versus the former Lana to pay off the storyline they were telling all for like to, in 2020 with uh, I guess Survivor Series and Lana and Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler when they were bullying Lana. Um, When's the last time you think either one of these women took a bump? I don't know how to answer that. I don't know. <laughs> This know. could be all time terrible. The, this shit here, because like, if you were to tell me that like Lana was still um, doing her thing or whatever else, because she's, I mean, I heard her like one of her exit interviews, whatever else, or, or with some like I forgot what podcast. It may have been Raquel. I'm sorry. Uh, it may have been Renee. It may have been uh, Jericho. Jericho. I don't know, but like. She really said, like, I really want to, obviously I was behind and I was a dancer and they didn't, they wanted me to be a valet. I wouldn't expect it to actually wrestle, but like I got in the ring and I found, I found a passion for it and I wanted to do this. And like, anybody that finds a passion in this shit, 
I'm willing to, I'm willing not to, I'm willing to be hands off on them. But, and, and then like, if, if they're willing to, you know, do what, it, do what it need to be done to get better at this, whatever. I ain't heard about none of her. I ain't heard about nothing. no bookings or nothing or whatever else until this. And she's been going for like, you know, since 2020. Um, so I, I, I don't know. Um, but Naya showing back up to, to, to do this. I Look, I know her phone didn't ring from Jacksonville. Oh, man. Like. She's still anti-vaxxing, right? Look, the chat is lighting Nia Jax up right now. Look, look. I hope, How hope, is she getting hope, into the UK? That's hope, what I want to know. I don't know. I, that's what I was getting at. She's she been talking about the anti-vax shit. I don't know if, like, what, their stat, what the situation is where getting into the UK is as far as the vaccination status, but... If she look, makes it, that means she have got she she will have that gotten means, that shot, which means, that means she means talked a lot she, of shit. She talking it, but ain't living it, right? And, and that's that's almost worse. It's like you done did all this, just stand with it now. Don't don't do this now, and and try to you know stick your arm out for for the thing. But um, especially because she got fired because she didn't want to she didn't want to yes, get the jab. Dumb. It's where she got fired to begin with. She still have a job right now if she you know so whatever. Uh. But as far as that match, I gotta say, <laughs> yo, um, this is not no uh, Manami Toyota Aja Kong um, in, in this. This you know similar oh, body types. I, I, I know, I know, I know, here, but I know what you're nah. trying to. I know exactly what you're trying to say. Uh, I gotta say, like you were. I remember when you went through all those Aja Kong um, matches or a bunch of Aja Kong AJW matches over the years, like. Quite frankly, like I look through the AJW stuff, and like my favorite type of match, basically like my Manami Toyota, like crash and burning versus like hosses, right? Whether it's like like uh, Dynamite Kansai or like uh, uh, Kairu Ito or or Aja Kong or whoever else, uh, Devil Masami, like I, I'm that's that's what I enjoy out of the AJW stuff, right? So when you say like you know. <sighs> Maybe the best, the maybe the best athletes ever. Like hop in a ring that was a woman versus, <laughs> like being compared to Lana is like uh, my. Bro- I just, I can't even get. I I get that. I get. I I get the uh the comparison. I reject it. <laughs> I just I just reject it. You, you I, reject I, my no, deposit? No, no. Like we're not about to say. We're not about to say just like Fuego del Sol versus uh I don't know uh Miro. No, uh we're not about to say that like Fuego del Sol um is Ray versus versus Bobby Fish is like Red Mysterio versus Dean Malenko. We're not doing that. We're just, I'm just rejecting that wholeheartedly. We're not we're not even gonna go there. It, we're like no. I understand what you're trying to get at. You know what? I remember I remember in 2020, like before Julia finally kind of like showed you what she could do. Like we were talking about like how like I said like I think she's gonna work because she has such a want to and she's and she's willing to take a beating to make these matches work. And like you made you at that point you made the comparison of like, oh, so kinda like kinda like uh Lacey Evans in WWE and I was like I can't go to y'all. Just reje- I get what you're saying. I reject it. Same thing. Like I I know what you're getting at, but just but fucking no, just no. So 
I'm sorry we derailed this conversation to go into talking about how like Lana Odyssey is a Monami fucking Toyota, but um yeah, like you know. what what is Matthew better than any of these opening pay-per-view matches that Hannon has? Fuck no. Um maybe the authors of pain match. No, no, I, I just meant I, I just meant the, the, the Naya and Lana match. Just particularly. Oh, they could wrestle each other a hundred times and they wouldn't wouldn't get a Hannon match. Hannon is seventeen, y'all. Okay, so move on. Um, the world championship. It's just a world championship. Like yeah. so, like there, like there's only one belt that matters. You know, the the World Entertainment Series Championship match. Adam the Titan Sure, aka Braun Strowman, will be taking on Alistair Overeem. Now, man, I don't know anything about Alistair Overeem's like background other than he did. You, I don't know what his background is. Like, did he get in there from like? Is his background in pro re- in, in in like pro wrestling or not? No, he says like he hates wrestling. wrestling. No, 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 he I, hates, I, no, no, no. I mean, like, does he have a background? Like, he knows how to, you know, he has some he has some catch experience that they could plug into, you know, training for wrestling and then go from there. And and then it's like, well, what the fuck would that matter? It's gonna be he's gonna be in a LeBron, and like all they're gonna do is just be big and strong and throw each other around, and like hopefully they don't kill each other. That's the rest of the only hope. Hopefully, it's like they don't kill each other. He is proficient with left overhands and hooks, and he's known for the so guillotine choke. Yep, he's known for the guillotine choke. Okay, so he's uh, he's I a striker. Know. He's a striker. So we'll see how this goes. Or I'll hit reviews. I'm not about to see how this goes, but <laughs> fuck no. Like yo, real talk, Rich. Uh, so I know I badgered you. Uh, a few weeks ago, do a midweek show so we could uh, preview WWE's last preview, WWE or WrestleMania Backlash. Rich, you watched that show. I did not. <laughs> so, so I didn't watch. I didn't watch WWE. You think I'm about to watch these fucking WWE people got fired? Like, like, and don't get me wrong. There's a lot of people that are talent got fired. There was the right number of people that got fired on here. I would watch this card. These are people that like I don't want to watch. And then they these fired are like the them. sorry people that 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 TK didn't call that. Um, there, this is this. Oh, by the way, uh, I don't know whose money is putting all this. What Mark Payne found, but wondering is going on when I shit that this is all the like people want to talk about the dark forces in professional wrestling. Somebody needs to look into the world entertainment series. That's right. I am advocating for this to be looked into. These people cannot keep putting these cards out into the world. This must be stopped. This must <laughs> cease. This must not exist. <laughs> Bro, this looks like this looks like a fantasy theater for Finishel. It's a TMS. This is some kind of drug front. I just know it. That's great. Look, man. Somebody, somebody. I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. Maybe I don't know. I don't know who. I don't know who put this together. Are they selling this? Are they selling this via NFT? Bro, I don't know. But tell me why this looks like this was like UK Impact. Bro, this this is impact cyn. No, but but by impact, I don't, by impact, I don't mean like impact. Now, I mean like the like WCW and I'm sorry, WCW impact. Like when the shit first started, like oh my god, it, yeah, like when it was knockoff WCW. Like this is knockoff <laughs> WWE right here. Yeah, you know, NAC Black and Gold is back. One. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, 
Eight, this nine, just shows ten, how many people they had 11, there. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 of them were X NXTers. Bro, like, like it's like this. Think so, about the, so, the NXT so, system. So for those, hold on. So for those that that talked about how like NXT, like based from 2017 to 2000. Early 2020, before the pan- right before the pandemic hit, like it was bad. It was too many indie guys, and like it, it stunk or whatever else. Well, here's your chance to go back and watch that old NXT. Now tune in and, and, and go watch that crummy wrestling. Yeah, um, I'm sorry. Like the UK, you know, y'all, 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 they got rid of your wrestling scene. They signed all the wrestlers. They they created this zombie brand of NSC UK and what has sprung up in this place? RevPro, who kind of just stayed away from that shit, and then this. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Oh man. RIP Brit Rest. Brit Rest, not safe. What up the butch? You know, it's funny. I was actually going through cage match wrestler scores or whatever else, like going through the active thing. Bro, he's so high on the list. And I went through it and I was like, hey, who the fuck is... Oh, (laughs) Pete (laughs) Dunn! Fuck! (laughs) I forgot they called this man Butch that quick. Yes. Oh, my God. You know, otherwise it's the... You know, the NXT UK Witness Protection Program. He signed an extension this year, didn't he? Yeah, he, he resigned last summer. Or last yeah, summer. He, he resigned in the in the summer. Fuck. Like them UK dudes is different, I imagine. Like I, I like I think he would be someone that would be picked up, but I heard that they didn't necessarily have interest in him. And then like thinking about the visa stuff, I think it's just the easier move if you're a UK wrestler just to resign with WWE. But the thing is they had a burgeoning scene obviously like once the uk it was already going a little bit down before wwe came in but like they had so much they had enough main event talent to like you know red pro could have been a a real thing right like it's it's just um it stinks it really does It, it does Dylan's shout out to Dylan. he said uh wwe really colonized the colonizers this is crazy Wow. <laughs> Never considered Colonize that. Colonize the colonizers. Wow. Never considered that. <sighs> um, so before we preview Double or Nothing, I want to talk about some of the matches that were um, on AEW Dynamite last week. Because I got to say, James, I was excited as fuck for this show. Um, mm-hmm. And like, you know. Yeah, you talked about it last week and you previewed it. And I was like, yeah, it's a good card. And then like. I saw the like the car graphic of showing all the stuff that was on the show, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, no, nah, I mean, I need to watch this live. I can't just watch this behind and be late and have somebody screw this shit up. So, like, I was, you know, I was behind on like uh, two rampages and a dynamite. Like, by the time we, um, by the time we talked uh, uh, last week, like, I ended up watching. Last week's Dynamite in Rampage, like at basically at five o'clock, turn it on, press play, and watch it like in one wop, and then got to watch uh, this Dynamite live. And I gotta say, I don't regret that decision. That was that was actually a smart bit of business because I would have got spoiled on that shit or whatever else. But like, this was a 
to, for me, like in ring, I thought this was a great show. I really did. Yeah. Um, they opened up uh, Samoa Joe uh, getting a win over Johnny Elite. Uh, John Morrison finds himself uh, to AEW on a one-off. Uh, there was no graphic or anything. Uh, I was kind of disappointed when he came out, but then I was like, uh, uh, I didn't think he, uh, Morrison looked great. I think he was, I think there were some timing issues, but he was over as fuck uh, when he came out uh, and throughout the match. So um, Samoa Joe ended up getting the win. Yeah, uh, I, I give the match three and a half stars. I I thought that um, I was disappointed that it was just just in quotation marks just uh, Johnny Morrison, but um, I I at the same time like it's still a good ass wrestler, right? You know, a, a guy that like if someone says he was great, I wouldn't uh, a great worker. I, I would be like, yeah, he probably is. I, I you know that dude's really fucking good. He's been good for a long time at this point. And like the thing is like. He's been around for a while, and like he has a lot of the WWE doesn't want to push him stink on him. Which like when WWE want to push you, everybody it feel it. There, I don't think there's any other place where someone doesn't push you, and you, and then like the way people feel it's about damning. you, yeah, it's like they're incompetent, and they and they and they, and they, they want to give you, and they gave you like one shot, and it's kind of like damn, like now you and like they push you for like three weeks, and they're done with you. It's like you can almost go out of sight, out of mind, even while having a couple matches here and there for a while. So, um. You know, like I saw him in, we saw him at you know Triple Mania, whatever else. He's, he's still very good, and they had a good match. Ultimately, he ends up getting put away with a muscle buster, but like it was still a very good match. And like Samoa Joe keeps on the streak of having very good matches, the great matches. Like uh, I think he's what three or three or four or four now at this point. And like as long as he keeps holding up, he's going to continue to give you a quality match. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I, I was kind of concerned about some of the age that was in this match. I was like, yeah. man, these guys are like. <laughs> these guys up there but yeah. by the time the next match got in the ring all that was solved uh we had the aw world champion hangman page versus kanosuke Takeshita, and my fucking god i was coming off the chair i was i was pumping my fist i was marking out i was popping for the head drops popping for the clotheslines to catch a run the ropes real hard flying off of them shits uh flipping over the ropes uh these guys german suplexing each other fighting spirit uh Hangman right there with him doing the moonsaults. This fucking was excellent. This is like one of my favorite matches of the year. Um, and it was just like drop this this dude Takesha in there. And like this is an instant star making performance for him. Like I, I think everybody wants to see this guy like get get pushed for as long as he's here. Um, he's here for a whole year. He's only been here for like a month or so. Uh, and, you know, he's lost to the champion. He lost to Jay Lethal. And I think it's time to – now that he's gotten over, uh, and I think James last week was uh, pretty confident he was going to get over. I want to see him, you know. I mean, he, Rich, okay, so – Like, bro, like, like we knew about this guy. Yeah, but like, like you I, you probably seen more Takeshita than I have. <clears throat> I've pro- This is probably like the third or fourth match I've ever seen Takeshita. But – the first time I ever saw him lie, or not lie, but like I saw him, and like basically like the week of within a week of a show happening was like that that Cyber Fight Festival semi main event match he had, where it's him and uh, was it? Uh, I think it was Jun Akiyama. No, oh, no, 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 the Endo, tag match. right? Yeah, the tag match. Him and Endo versus no, what was that? See, and it was a uh, Yuki uh, Yuki Ueno, Yuki Ueno. It was Takeshita and Yuku Ueno versus uh, Kaito Kiyomiya and um, uh, was it uh, Kitamiya? 
Or was it, uh, it was, it was Kaito. Hold on one sec. I will find it. I know Kaito Kimiya was in it. Because the person I was most impressed with in the okay. matches. It was, was, it was Inamura and Kiyomiya against Takeshita and, and Ueno. Right. Okay. So, like, for me, watching that match, I was super, I think I get a match four and three quarters. And, like, mm-hmm. I was super impressed with three of the four. Uh, the person I was most impressed with was, uh, at the time, um, was uh, Kaito Kiyomiya because, like, seemingly they put him in there with a, with a, with a, you know, with a big hoss as opposed in as opposed to the other side where it's like you have, you know, basically uh pocket Okada and another, you know, super junior, right? So it's kind of like, so you had to shoulder more of a burden in that having that match be so great. So like, but at the same time, I'm watching this match. I'm like, I saw, uh, I saw the catch at that time. I was like, I didn't know how tall he was at the time. I was like, he's got to be at least six, two. Like, I don't think, like, looking at that ring and how big he is in that ring, because obviously the rings are a little smaller than ours, like the 18, I think, instead of 20. Um, ours is as if, as if, like, WWE American Wrestling is 20 by 20. So, like, he looked like he was, like, a legit big-sized dude, and uh, you would see him do st- the stuff he was doing. It was like, that dude's a great athlete. And, you know, watching him, like, basically since the summer to now, the few times I've seen him, he was always physically impressive and can move <laughs> the way he moved for his size or whatever else, and, like, if he was over here, my whole thing was like, are people going to knock his uh, his lack of charisma on the mic as reason not to care about him in the ring? I think that if they let him do his thing, he was always going to get over. And sure enough, they let him have the match he would have in a main event anywhere, and it got the fuck over. Like, you liked this match more than I did, but I still gave it four and a half. Easy. Um, like, I probably, this match and like that Tam and... Um, Come tiny match would be the two matches that come to mind is like I instead of giving it four and a half, I say four and a half in a plus sign next to it. Like mm-hmm. I, I just I I thought the match was uh was awesome. Um and it was like there was no reason to doubt it's fucking hangman and this and it's a person that I like I've never seen have n- not a great match before. So yeah. there you go. Um this was also an important test case, I would say, you know, for uh you know, AW being a destination for wrestlers to come, like you know, like a Takesha whose home is DDT and then, you know, you can come to America and they're not going to make you look ridiculous or right. bury you or embarrass you. It's like, no, they just let this dude come out there. And this crowd was on fire last yes, it week. Was. It was a great crowd in Houston. I Houston's love that building. Always I, I love that building. Like, I know that's a big WWE town, but they've shown AW like last time they were there, they were crazy, crazy too. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's what the th- either third or fourth show they've had in the, at the, uh, the university of Houston, uh, mm-hmm. uh, stadium, but yeah, like it's always it's always been great because I think it's like I think it's got to be at least a third time because this wasn't the first time they've been there since like the Sammy Guevara proposal thing. I feel like I feel like they've been there at least three times, and all three times has been a great crowd. Like that's you know they had that place rocking, like you know just like Long Long Island, like it's always rocking when they go to Long Island. Yep. Um, so yeah, like you know. Keep keep rewarding that that town. <laughs> keep rewarding that town. <laughs> yeah, like every six months, I'd be going yeah. there. Yeah, and, and Hangman gets another uh, great win to add to his, uh, you know, what everything he's got going on. And if, if you know he's not a big enough part of the show for you, I don't know what to tell you because like like this nigga like is like this is just such a unique match. Like just AEW, and it's like I think Dave had said like in any other era like 
Takesh is an instant superstar or whatever. If there was like less wrestling that was you know around to watch or whatever, he, but, he started um, talking about Muda and Sting yeah. and Flair. Yeah, which is like, <laughs> you know, that's a big like, fucking why, deal. Why can't Takesha just come in here and be like the Muda of this now? Like, uh, be like, yo, I'm now. You push him now. Like, you maybe put a belt on him. You know, eventually, you know, they're gonna make him wrestle Kenny at some point. Well, Muda wasn't a back. He, well, Muda was a heel. Um, so I, I, I get what you're saying, well, but like, yeah. obviously, you know, they trapped him as a foreign baddie as opposed to like Takesha was like, why can't he just be like this? You know, just a baby face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm very excited to see what he does. I hope he wins a wins a championship while he's here. Um, yeah, yeah. You know. I saw I saw you liking all sorts of, you know, setting the agenda of, of the, the TNT Let's uh, start it. to catch the agenda. I gotta say, once we get to this next match, I'm 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 a, we we will have to disagree about agendas, but like uh, eventually we're, I think we're gonna talk about it next. We're gonna talk about the next match, you got more. Um uh, that is all I had on okay. that. But uh Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. Uh, shouts out to Swerve. Uh, they took on the uh, workhorsemen, Anthony Henry and J.D. Drake. This was a Evolve offer match. Um, it looked like. <laughs> um, so this was uh, this like a short squash for, yep. for Lee, Lee and Swerve. They actually got some really dope merch made. I haven't um, seen it. It's fire. Like, can you uh, put it swir- up on the screen for the? For I the- will find it. Okay. Uh, what is the um? What is the name of their uh, double foot of their uh, double foot stomp? Uh, <laughs> Um, fall from up. glory. Okay, fall from glory. All right, I'll write it in the notes. I had to write out like foot st- combo foot stomp power bomb, uh, or whatever for the finish. But uh, yeah, like, huh? Uh, Thomas in here says he's seen people compare it to catch to Mike Awesome. The only Mike Awesome match I re- honestly remember is like the match, the crazy match he had with uh, Masato Tanaka, where he murdered him five different times. Um, I, I've I've heard people describe Takesha as like if. Kenny Omega and Kota Bushi had a baby. Like, <laughs> um, I think he's so much bigger than both of them that I, I, uh, I, I to me, he just, to me, uh, like, I haven't really thought of a comparison outside of like the Okada comparison. He's just a 62 Okada. Mm-hmm. But like, this is just a part where it's like the same thing where it's like, the first thing I think of them is like, God damn, six four can move like that and run the ropes and and you know if if they want to do the flying thing like when Okada still decides like you know when he's in the Osprey for example on January fifth where he's like I got something for your ass like I'm gonna give you the flip dive like you know like Okada don't really break that out that much anymore but like he just reminds people like that dude can do all that shit he just doesn't do it anymore because like the 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 how much is required for him to try to carry the promotion with these great matches month to month like it's too big of a burden for him to decide to do that but like. He can do all that shit. And, like, when I watch the catcher run the ropes and all that kind of stuff, it's the same thing. Like, um, I think uh, I think I saw Sir Sam talk about how he uh, how much he enjoys watching him run the ropes. Like, I got to say, I think Sam would really wa- enjoy watching Star and watching, like, high speed and watch people like Mariah run the ropes, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that's neither here nor there. But, uh, yeah, it's just... Um, so, it's, so, James, take a look at the shirt. I, I, I pulled it up here. Uh, okay, I'm looking at the stream now. Um... It's not up yet. I don't see it on your uh, on OBS or see it. Oh, I see it now. Yeah. Okay, I see the shirt now. Not bad. Yeah, that's like probably one of the best shirts at AW's. Like, not bad for not bad for <laughs> this allegedly makeshift tag team that came out of nowhere than the, the fact that they're both X NXT and Black, right? 
Yeah, so these guys have teamed each with each other on um, in various promotions around the world, um, and it's uh, you know Sam actually had a question. He said he's curious how we feel about Lee and Swerve being put in a tag team division or a good team, but he wants to see them both way more in singles. Ironically, I feel like that about the Blackpool Combat Club, but um, <laughs> I feel like that about a lot of these tag teams. But uh, like I, I think right now because and I, I and I especially feel this because of how like. You look at what this te- what this next pay per view card is going to be, um, and it's like okay, so where is like how many singles men's singles matches do we have on here? Like two, probably two. Yeah. Um. So in a way, it's almost like even though it's like a quarter show or whatever else, it almost feels like you know, like it's a bunch of faction warfare. And like I'm cool with that, <clears> but like that's not necessarily what hap- what goes down for what draws in America. Or you know historically, so we'll see how it go, how it goes. If like they have a if you know they you know sell their hundred and you know hundred and twenty five to hundred and fifty uh, pay per view buys, you know well, you maybe they shoulders. Un- maybe they unlock a new template essentially. Yeah. So and especially because like this is gonna come down to Pike eventually because like they're going to have a trios division. It's inevitable. Mm-hmm. It just they're just waiting for Kenny Omega to come back to do it. So like this will be a feature like a trios match will be a feature staple of uh these big four pay per views in uh coming go- going forward. And as far as Lee and Swerve actually being in the team, like you know, I see it like why can't they be at the beginning of some long term thing like Kenny and Hangman were, like as far as like putting mm-hmm. them together and or you know a unit being formed between them. Uh, it it kind of it allows them to. Um, to, I think the tag team allows them to get booked quicker yeah, rather than just like, hey, we can work with more people. Like if, you know, uh, like Swerve and Lee as an act, they can link with two other people, with four other people, and then cross up all those singles matches like they've done. They've done Ricky Starks and, and Swerve. They've done uh, Hobbs and Lee. They've done... Um, they're going to do a triple threat next week with Swerve, Jungle Boy, and Ricky Starks. Like, I think it's it, it a lot, especially like as competitive as AEW is, it's easy to get lost. And if you have like a regular tag team partner, I think, and I kind of advocated this for Blackpool Combat Club, like it's almost like an all Japan thing. It's like you're not necessarily a, a tag team or faction, or um, but there's a regular tag team partner that you're kind of linked with that you team with. I think that's mm-hmm. a that's kind of a cool thing. So uh, with Swerve and Lee, like they've got so much charisma. They're so uh, they're so over. Like I was watching. Um, I was watching- well, well, you know, uh, you know, I, I I hope that we shook some of the uh, some of the doubt off of that that they're both over at the same time. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Over the past week or so. Yeah, like the um, I, I think the deal with you know them, they were. I was watching Dark Elevation this week, and or Dark, it was one of the darks, and it was they were the special main event, like kind of okay. unadvertised from the regular show, but they were wrestling Chaos Project, Chaos Project, nice guys, whatever, mm-hmm. not the biggest stars in the world. Right. Let's let's keep it a buck here. This crowd's going absolutely fucking crazy for for Lee and Swerve, so it's like, uh, you know, we'll get into it in the preview in, in a little bit, but. These guys have come in very quickly. Keith Lee has been training. Um, like he's been it looks like he's been working out and like really, you know, he came in, you know, he's fresh off that, you know, trying to recover from COVID and everything right. like that. And what he's done is uh I 
it was noticeable for me when I saw him last week. I was like, oh, he looks like he's been training. So mm-hmm. um, good for him. So and, and Swerve, like, you know, I told him to keep that roll through uh, on, on the finish. And then, you know, the, the bow mm-hmm. after that, that was dope. So uh, I have high hopes for those guys. Like their their signature, their signature act, I think at this point, like just how over they are. Yeah. So um, I was a little bit distracted because, like, you know, it's a Boston Celtics game. They're in Boston. So, like, it made you because the head coach for the Boston Celtics. Yeah. They showed Nia Long sitting on the sideline. And I was like, damn, that's Nia Long. And she still looks like Nia Long. Um, anyway, uh, so, yeah, I, you're right about this. Like, in, I think that Jurassic Express, like, gets a win here. But they're not long for these tag titles. Like, hmm. whatever they're doing with Christian and Jungle Boy, like, they're going to get to it, like, I think, this next cycle. Um, and then we'll, we'll go from there in that tag division. So maybe, you know, like, I think they might win here and then they'll <laughs> lose on TV, their next uh, TV defense or whatever else. Um, but FTR like, is still hanging around. You got that. Yeah, you got that. And, like, you know, eventually... Um, you know, the young bucks are going to come back and really want to, you know, do this again as opposed to like having their foot in and out. Um, so yeah, I, you know, we'll, we'll see where this goes, but, um, you know, they're going to, uh, they're, they're a really good tag team. Um, they're a really good tag team and like, they're going to have some great matches and like, they could be a featured staple of that tag division. Like, and I would love to see Lee and Lee and Square versus Danielson and Moxley or, Versus FTR versus the Young Bucks or versus uh, uh, Fish and O'Reilly. Um, so, yeah, like, they're just a, there's an embarrassment of riches in that tag division and trios division. It really is. Yep. <clears throat> Kyle O'Reilly and Ray Phoenix, uh, another excellent match. I got to say, um, you know, like, I often have said on this show, like, I don't know what. W or what AEW exactly sees in like uh, Phoenix in Penta as, as opposed outside of just being having great matches. But like after you say this shit about the Kesha, but like you know, like he he had a kind of match that lets you say that like he could just go out there and you know just get over off his wrestling and he could be a champion, a TNT champion. Uh, and you try to start that agenda, nah, man. Nah, man. Mexico first. <laughs> we, I I don't give a good goddamn what Sammy Guevara and Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page and uh, uh what's his name? America Top Team. Dan Lambert. Dan Lambert. Yeah. And, and Kazarian are doing with this tag t- or doing with this TNT title. Vacate it. <laughs> Vacate it. Start a ta- start a TNT tournament. Have Phoenix win the fucking thing. Have him go out there every every other week and have another match like this because this match isn't any different from any other match he has, which means he always has fantastic fucking matches. He's fucking awesome. It don't matter the opponent. It don't matter the style. Like, seeing him in this match out here throwing forearms back and forth with, with, with O'Reilly was like, I'm sorry. Like, put him anywhere. Send him to fucking New Japan. Put him in Best Super Juniors. Who wouldn't want to see a fucking Phoenix versus a Rumble match? Yeah, yeah. He, what are we, he could, he, what he are we doing? Him. Put him. This dude, obviously, he just came back from injury, from an injury, a nasty injury, whatever else. This fucking guy 
Don't matter. There's no way this dude, like, I know we say this often, he's one of the 20 best talents in the world. I want to go through with a fine-tooth cone to see what that number actually fucking is. Who's actually better than this fucking guy? <laughs> like, the Ray, the Ray Phoenix or game. God, he's so fucking good. Like, O'Reilly was, O'Reilly was very good in this match. And it's funny because, like, when he's in the first round match with Jungle Boy, the crowd didn't give a flying fuck. But the second he's in there with Phoenix, you get dueling chance of let's oh you know, let's go Phoenix, O'Reilly back and forth and all that kind of stuff. And it's like it makes me wonder, look back and like, what's going on with Jungle Boy? Um, but not not really serious, but kind of like, you know, just you know, just raise an eyebrow. But this match is awesome, and like the work that O'Reilly did, like, where he's basically chopping the tree of, like, all right, like, this dude's kicking my ass, I'm gonna take a limb. Damn, he's still coming back, so I'm gonna take another limb. And then, like, the catching Fenjray catches him, and then he transitions over, gets him with a combo, knee bar, arm bar, like, just, mwah. And, like, I know that, I, in my mind, Danielson is in a, is backstage in Gorilla watching that match, and he's like, God damn it, he had the match I was gonna have with Phoenix before I could fucking get to him. Like, this match was fucking great. Like, in... And it looked like they were just right, just doing this shit on, and like they were just improvising. It didn't like this shit was planned out outside of the finish. Like you can see them like between like, spots, I don't like, like communicate each other. The, this the, is fucking awesome. Like I don't get the vibe from like that you walk up to Ray Phoenix before the match and, and lay the whole shit out. Well, like I, mean, I don't, you know, I don't get tag, that vibe. The tag stuff with the young bucks—that's definitely a stuff that's been you know been laid out. Yeah. Like this tag match, those tag matches are definitely laid out to some extent. But this match. What clearly just felt like they have an idea, or they may know what the finish is, but they don't know how they're gonna get to along the way. And they're, you can see them communicating back and forth. It didn't fucking matter. The shit was still just fantastic. Like, just just awesome wrestling. Like, just both of them, just great. Two of the best wrestlers in the world going at it. O'Reilly advances, um, and he's gonna be meeting Samoa Joe. They did a beat down at the end of the night, um, which kind of I think tipped off who's gonna win that match. Um, I, I think Joe's losing here. They were beating on his arm. Joe's still dealing with Satnam Singh and Jay Lethal and uh, all those guys. So Friday it looks like we're headed to Cole O'Reilly. We can save our thoughts on that when we preview. But um, they had Maki Ito be the other Joker. Uh, came out there and wrestled Britt Baker. Over. I thought, yeah, dueling chance immediately. Felt bad for the uh, people that would try to come out here um, and be miserable to, to talk bad about Maki Ito. Um, and, you know, this was a fun match, I would say. Yes. Um, it wasn't, I don't think this was some type of a great match or anything. It was but like a match I give like two and a half to two and three quarters. It wasn't yeah. some, it wasn't a, it wasn't a match that I would necessarily call uh, uh, textbook good, textbook good, but it was fun and it wasn't meant to be some mat class or some, not mat class, but like some excellent mat match between those two. Like that's not what neither one of them brings to the table at this stage. Like if you want a good match with Maki Ito or you want a good match with Britt Baker, that's your traditional match. You need them within the ring with someone else. Yeah. Um, this just made me really want Death Yamasan to just be dropped on national television oh with no warning. God. Death Yamasan with, with no warning. And I had the thing like you talking about the clown comedy wrestlers, you talking about the clown, you know, the, the comedy wrestlers, whatever else. Like once she starts running those ropes and and, and like putting people in a million different uh, versions of a victory roll, it's over. Like you know, like what the hell is this, whatever else? And then you realize, oh, oh damn, she like runs the ropes better than anyone that's on the show this week. Okay. Oh, um, like, it, it's funny. It is funny because like 
I remember Mel- Meltzer whenever he watches Stardom or whatever, he 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 thinks she stinks. And then like Alvarez and uh who watched more Stardom have seen her actually have a real match, not a comedy match, like they're like, Oh, she's a fucking sleeper. Like she does a comedy thing, but she can really rustle her ass off. Like Alvarez and, and uh and filthy, filthy. Uh, Tom Lawler know this, but he doesn't because he doesn't watch he doesn't he doesn't see her outside of like the goofy shit she does. It's funny. It's funny. Like I wonder what I wonder like I wonder what she what he thinks of like Mace Ruga from what he's seen of her. He probably thinks she stinks. No, he probably like like Mace Ruga. When has he ever seen her? She wrestled Azumi recently. Didn't Welser watch that match? I'd have to check. Yeah. I mean, because you know he doesn't watch every single starting pay-per-view. He only watches yeah. like the ones that get get to him for whatever reason, or he'll watch like one match off of it. Um then we got the Adam Cole versus Jeff Hardy. Uh, Adam Cole got the win over Jeff Hardy in uh, seven minutes. This was just good, and that's it. Nothing yeah. to write home about. Like for a main event, for a main event match, I was building a main event, and then like with the two matches that were on it before that were like you know either a either a a a great a kick ass awesome match or a classic. It left a lot to be desired, and like I, you know. A lot of people wondering why Adam Cole. Well, yeah. Why is he? Why is yeah, he why leaving so he, much on the table right great, now? Why can't he have a great match with Jeff Hardy? That's a regular rules match. When's the last time Jeff Hardy had a regular rules match in AEW that was really good? Oh, never. Okay. I, I don't know if he's even had a regular. Oh, he's had one. I think it was against Bobby Fish. Yeah, it was fine. Like Jeff Hardy can only have good match when he jumps off shit at this stage in the game. How's Adam Cole's fault? How, tell me how Adam Bro, Cole. Everything's last, Adam Cole's fault, man. Adam like, Cole in the last pay-per-view had a four and a half star match, and now we're talking about in like, and then had a, a rematch with with uh, with uh, Adam Page that was like a great match, like a four star match, four and a quarter, from what I remember, right? Why does he get so much shit? I don't understand this. I was having a conversation with Josh today, uh, and. You know, Josh was saying, you know, he 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 was, you know, expressing he thinks Cole needs to hit a little bit harder uh, in, in the in the you know in the gym a little more right now. And I don't know, I hmm. that's the I just don't I don't know. It doesn't does he like does he get on my like, radar is like this that? I, his, he his body looks exactly the same as once he's walked through the door in AEW. Like if you're saying that like his physique doesn't look good enough, okay, maybe, but it's like. I don't know what to do when like the best tag team in the world has the same physique as this fucking guy. I, I like are you are you, I don't know. I don't know. Like I, Nick Jackson and Adam Cole's physiques are very similar. I no I one says Bucks, about Nick Jackson. I think Jackson. the Bucks are bigger than them, but than him now, but um I think I yeah, think Matt like, I think Matt has is more cut up than both of them right now. I think Matt is, but Nick isn't. So it's like but like no one no one would dare say this about Nick. No one would dare say it's about Nick because no one cares. Why do y'all care about Adam Cole's physique? Who gives a fuck? Does he give you quality wrestling matches or not? I, I, yo, there's something like we've been kind of tracking this since the end of last year, and we've talked about the factions of people that have that have come for him. All this stuff isn't in bad faith that I think is around him, but it's so weird. I was telling Josh for me because I'm kind of like indifferent on Adam Cole, depending on like. You know who's who I'm talking to about him. I end up on whatever side, like, hey man, I think you're being a little bit too hard on him, or be, hey man, relax. This is not like one of the like we don't need to move everyone out the way for him. No, like relax. Like it's it's weird where I end up with him. I am comfortable pushing him to the top of the card, given that like 
where what he does as far as quote unquote the numbers suggest that he's someone that should be a top actor in the company. Right? So like I don't have an issue with that. The same way I didn't have an issue with that when it was like him or Ricochet or Johnny Gargano or Aleister Black or the other three other guys that could have been the NXT champion at the time. Like, I don't know what is this thing where it's like, uh, it's some every week's a referendum on this person's like run in, in this company. And it's like, he hasn't even been there for a year. Like he's doing well. He's had a program. He's had one of the best programs of the year with the, uh, with the champion. Like, I don't, I, I don't, I feel I like if he it. was a high flyer, don't. no one would say this about him, but he's not. I don't know. So I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's a lot. Like, is he my favorite cup of tea watching the Russell? No, but like, does he have quality matches every single time he's go, he's asked him to go out there? Yes. Like, is he the, is he having a year like Adam Page is having in the ring? No, but no one else is in AEW right now. Except maybe Phoenix, given the, it was you account for the injury thing, but that's about it. So what do we like? Beat Kenny Omega or get the fuck out of here? I mean, that's, that is a high standard. That, so. That's what I'm getting at. Like, <laughs> like what are we doing? Uh, Adam brings a good point. Gargano will get the same treatment if he ever comes in. Well, well, one, I don't, I don't have initially have this concern about Gargano because one, Gargano has one of the best, is one of the most cut up dudes in the in, in the world at pro wrestling. That dude's ripped to shreds. And two, he's a better in ring worker than Adam Cole is. Like so, like no one would make this. No one dare make. There'll be different complaints to be had about Johnny Gargano, I, but I it won't be. It won't be physique, and it won't be uh, the the in ring stuff because like he's gonna go out there and rip off you know some fifteen minute four and a half star match. Yeah. Um. So let's get into the preview for Double or Nothing. Uh, we left some stuff out of the other review. Like we'll get to the the women's title stuff. Uh, that is. <laughs> <laughs> a little rough uh, but let's start with uh, the TBS championship uh, Jay Cargill will be taking on Anna Jay this is a rematch of uh, their match on Rampage which was live before that actually got over really big when it happened uh, these are two I think nightmare people nightmare factory people um, and they I assume have had lots of training reps together. So I'm actually expecting this to be pretty good. I think Jade's kind of knocking it out of the park right now with the baddies. Um and yeah, I'm I'm with it. Jade Cargo versus Anna Jay. I'm was with that, it. Was that was that was a live rampage that was on. Okay. I'm okay, so I'm confusing I'm mixing up the tie and Anna defenses. That's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That should be good. I don't know where they're gonna place it though. Like, if it was on the pre-show, fine. If they put that shit on the depth... No, it's like, on the real show. If it's on the real show, it needs to go on, like, in the, one of the first few matches. Yeah, put it on, like, third or second. If they put that something. if they put that on after 10 p.m., it's going to be fucking trouble. Trouble, trouble. Uh, we've got the Owen Hart Cup final. Um, I'm just predicting it's going to be Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole. Cole's going to be in it. Yeah, Cole's, Cole's, gonna be Cole's in already it. in it. He's already in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so... Either way, regardless of whatever they're gonna do, it's either gonna be a. Either way, is this is a triple. This is a triple H. This is a triple H Cup match. Like in two, last year when Joe came back, they were teasing Adam Cole and Samoa Joe match that whole time, but Karen Cross in the fucking way, and then like they, you know, and then that's basically when they changed over management. But they were clearly going towards Adam Cole versus um uh, uh Samoa Joe match, and then. 
Last year, you got a number of you know, two, two or three, three, three. Adam Cole and um in Colorado matches or whatever else. So funny, Adam Cole put him over on his way out the territory for Cole or O'Reilly to follow say, him I'm, out the yeah, territory. Say, I'm not this. Yeah, I don't know why you put me over. I'm not this bitch too. <laughs> yes. Um. So yeah, like either way, like either way, this match, both matches gonna be very good. Obviously, I think the better match would be um. The better match, more times than not, would be Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly. Um, obviously, like Kyle O'Reilly's in a way, in a, you know, in a, just a different league than Joe is at this stage in his career um, in the ring. But like, you know, I would like to see Adam Cole versus Samoa Joe just so I can see Samoa Joe win, and then like get a promo and, and scare the bejesus and you know make, see Adam Cole make those faces at the top of the ramp and just like oh my god I gotta deal with this fucking guy after he after Joe said something outraged for fifteen seconds and get the crowd like in love with him like yeah I, I don't know what they do but like I mean any of those three could win it'd be fine like I would love to see any of those well actually I think the only person that I would not want to see would be Cole like they've already done the Adam Cole and in Adam Page stuff like but O'Reilly and Page would be it will be awesome. Joe and Paige would be awesome as well. So I'm with I'm with either one of those two winning. I th- I think O'Reilly beating Cole would be really exciting, and I think people would get into that. I think about Adam. I feel like Cole's push is so I don't want to say stale is that he already lost to the world champion right now, and he's kind of in that after kind of stage. And it's like, yeah. well, you didn't put him to go after the secondary belt, which is right. what happens. A lot of times, it would be um, hilarious so, if he won if he won the TNT title, given that he's kind of like the face of the promotion, heart heartbeat, spirit of the promotion thing, especially at the start with like Darby and Cody, and then like it, they put it on this NXTS nigga. <laughs> that would be fucking yeah. hilarious. And, 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 and that's what this, this whole tournament like. And I don't know, people have had different complaints about the tournament, but I thought like the matches in the tournament have been pretty great. Yeah. Um, to say, yeah, they're, they're say having the least. complaints like why are the fucking NXT guys winning? Like they just wanted to come here and never do anything. Why hire them? Why why yeah. bring them in if they're never if you're not going to push them? Yeah, um, I, I know what they're saying though, because I mean, you look at a lot of the card, like it's you know it's a lot. Well, I don't think it's necessarily that there's a match that captures this perfect, but it's not the NXT people. So we'll get to that later. Okay. Um, <laughs> so Colin O'Reilly, eh, I, I mean, the, you know, if you look at the uh, you know the tournament, you were thinking about uh, the originals like you're thinking about ray phoenix uh i think people might have liked to see a little do a little bit better but after that even was like well who was really in it to root for that you know that was quote unquote from the home team be like okay you can say jungle Bubby is like but i just but like i just saw jungle Bubby he didn't make O'Reilly, oh, yeah. and no one gave he a didn't flying, make it and no one gave a flying fuck about that match and then like once o'reilly's in it with phoenix you can do a chance across in the stadium so like there's something going on with jungle boy right now um you know, so I don't know. And then it's like, all right, well, then who else? A lot of people locked up elsewhere, I think. <laughs> yeah. Like, Wardlow's doing something. MJF's doing something that wouldn't be in this to begin with. Um, You know, there's no Omega. The catcher got here late. So... What? what? Like, put, put Danielson in it? I mean... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not saying that be dismissive. Like, if you want to put Danielson in it, but like, Hook, you know, put put Hook in there. Hook has Hook had a match that went longer than eight minutes yet. I don't believe he has. 
Yeah, I mean, not say he's not ready for it because I don't know, but like he hasn't even had that for eight minutes. Like, like you want to use that no. on the ta- on a tournament? All right. You know, packs locked in. Well, you know, I, I can't. You know, they're, I, they're fact, about to they're I'm, about to ha- they're about to go out there and have a four and a half star match on the pay per view. Yeah. Like, he's doing. He's preoccupied. He's like he has, a, he, has his, he has his own great match to have uh, somewhere else on the card. I'm sorry. Yep. I guess you're so. gonna have to settle for a four star match. In the final. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm going to have to settle for a great match. Sorry. So As we best we can do is give you a great match. S- Tony Khan, such a terrible rest- such a terrible promoter and booker. The worst oh, we can man. give you is a great match between two two known commodities in the wrestling world. So these people that have gone on this thing, they're I think they're being a bit, you know, say W doesn't feel as it did, like this pretty unorganized at the moment right now is I, I think there's there's, there, there's not the kind of overarching you know kind of thing going on right now mm-hmm. that is really gripping people but I think it, if you think about how last year was set up right and what aw was doing in the NBA playoffs and then what they did as soon as the calendar flipped to July like this is a promotion that has clearly had different eras where they've they've intentionally held shit back mm-hmm. until they could do it at proper times where they could capitalize business wise. Yeah, because like last um, year, Double or Nothing was what? Uh, I'm sorry, what what was Double or Nothing's main event last year? Stampede two. Okay. And then Kenny was defending the triple or against Pack and Orange Cassidy. Yeah, because people were clamoring for that at the time too, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, usually still a four and a half star match. You get my point. Like, no one was clamoring. Like, why is tri-? people were like, why the fuck? Including me was like, why the fuck is, tri- is Kenny Omega like on a big four pay per view like in a triple threat match with two guys that we know aren't going to win? Yeah, um, and then. What happens in July is when they started running off all those fight for the fallens, um, mm. fighter fest, all these other shits, and then like everything just starts heating up, and then they peak with um, you know the dynamite grand slam, and it's set up the same way this year. So mm. um, I think people are very protective of AEW not feeling like you know the greatest thing in the world at all times. I think, and they tend to lose sight of the history of the promotion and not, yeah. maybe not even think about the history of the promotion yeah. where everything's just like, as you mentioned earlier, a referendum on like what's happening right now, the life and death of the company right now. It's like, so it's exhausting. That's why, yeah. I don't, this is why like you, a lot of the time on these shows, like you bring this up to my attention. Cause it's like, this is all I stay off social media. A lot of times, like it's a byproduct of me, like trying to avoid stardom spoilers all the time. So like it does, like me avoiding Star Wars to help me avoid some of this nonsense and stuff that's kind of like, are you really saying there's no way someone's actually saying this in good faith? They're saying this stir shit, and it's like if that's what you want to do, cool. But like I don't, I don't want that on my timeline. Sam uh, brings up a good point. This time last year we had a Dustin Rose versus Nick Comoroto main event oh my on God. Dynamite the bull rope match, right? Yes. Uh, T-Mess, perfect. That's exactly what was on my mind. July through September is the money spot wow. on the calendar for AEW. Like, wow. people should know this. Like, and, like, that's that's kind of what happened last year. Like, it was the close down of Daly's Place, back on the road, all that momentum, Road Rager, um, Fighter Fest, Fight for the Fallen, 
whole bunch of big city dynamites, which are coming to Los Angeles, mm-hmm. uh, Las Vegas, <laughs> fucking, um, they're, they're going to be everywhere pretty much. Yeah. Oh, Detroit. <laughs> yes. Detroit. All, yeah. all those big shows are coming. So yeah. I look, if, if it starts going down a cliff, down a hill, trust me, we will know it. <laughs> like, like, I don't, I don't look at this. I don't know how you can look at this car and be like, it's going down a hill. If you're saying like, like, the build to this and like the personal intrigue of you being emotionally invested is not there outside of like MGF and Warlow. I'm 100 with you. I was saying this to Chad, um, the Dot Chad Matthews, um, in a in a thread that we're in. But like uh, my point was like the card is loaded with a bunch of talented people that are going to go out here and have a great match. I'm just not emotionally invested in it. And like quite frankly, for me, is like I would I would like it to be all of it, but like. The as far as the stat card of great matches I'm gonna get, like it's there. So I'm 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 gonna I can't wait for this weekend to happen and I'm gonna enjoy watching this show. There's gonna be a lot of great matches on here. But like, you know, it just it just doesn't have that thing that like you know, it doesn't have the Adam Page Kenny Omega thing in it. It doesn't have like the Young Bucks Lucha Lucha Bros thing in it. It doesn't have like the Ken Kenny can the Ken, Eddie King sing when the big one thing in it, like like uh um uh, sorry, Revolution they just had, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's going to be a great card, great matches, and, like, you're going to have the Wardlow MJF thing, and that's a big deal. And also, like, the 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 sense of, you know, dread or intrigue of, like, are they, what are they going to do with the main event? So, and, like, how good is main event going to be? Like, that's interesting to see. Like, I, I don't know. This match could be anything between, like, four and a half stars to three and three quarters. I don't know what it's going to be. So um, before we get there, we'll go to the singles match for the women's championship. Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb. This uh, build has been muddied by bad promos and just awkward um, deliveries. I would um, say deliveries more than yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Like that. The uh, I, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Sorry. Like uh, like Serena last week. I think cut what was. If you think if you lay out everything she said on paper, I think we're talking about like we're talking about a an, a, a women's pro, a promo that's coming from a woman wrestling like that. We've we've never heard a promo like that. Mm-hmm. Right. And at least, it, you know, that I can think of um, if there's something wrong, I'm sure people are something that's missing. People will correct me. But I don't feel like like Charlotte Flair has gone out on TV and said, I put. You know, I put pressure on myself and, you know, had cosmetic surgery done to please these people or whatever. And, you know, who knows that that even makes me good enough, whatever. Like, excellent content in the promo. She physically couldn't get the words out. And it was like, it was heartbreaking almost watching her execute that because it was like, oh. This is it just felt all bad. And then Dustin, like, I, I think there would have been a way to save this and it would have like actually kind of healed people on Serena D rather than people feel bad for her <laughs> because she's she's yelling for Tony Schiavone. Uh, she's talking about all these people that said she couldn't win. They bring Dustin out like she needed to to sucker Dustin in. Like she needed to like end that with like kicking him in the balls after he said something to her hmm. that that made her like even like you know because she was asking him why don't you think I can win or whatever right, right? but yeah and, but and it, then he says nothing and it just is like right 
you got to give her something to react to, yeah. I think. Yeah, you're, you're right on that. And also, like, I think the question that she's asking is like a... On its face, at face value, a dumb question. Why do you think that I can't win? Well, I think she's better than you. And then walk away. What the fuck? Like, what are, what are we... Like, like, and even if he uh, gives her that, then she's like... She goes fucking psycho. He tries to calm her down. She kicks him. Like or or she she cries whatever she can she can bust out crying and act sad. Yeah. He can console her. She can you know give yeah. him give him the low yeah. blow and then she she yanks her, her face up and like you know she puts the evil smile on something it take yeah. to draw Thunder Rosa out essentially to come you know run it or whatever. But yeah, it's uh, she's just there was not, a lot to be desired. There. Yeah, she's just not a charismatic promo in front of a live audience. It is what it is. Um. It, so from so that just it didn't work as far as that perspective and then like the what is leading up to the question is not a good question or necessarily or not even a good question but as much of an interesting question um there was no answer and that was kind of the end of it and it's kind of like uh and then also the part where it's like i until i believe last week's show where they showed uh dustin in the cage with thunder rosa after she won the the women's world title I had no idea of an association between those two at all. Mm-hmm. So then the next week they they do this with Dustin is like this. It felt just they pulled this out one week ago to let you know that they were going to do it here as opposed to like this something where like they've been around for a, it didn't feel earned. Um, mm-hmm. So that, that also that also kind of didn't. That's why I didn't also mostly connect with me either. Um, but um, regardless. It is Thunder Rosa. It is Serena Deeb. They're gonna have a good ass match. Ring the bell. Yeah. <laughs> good, like the promos have not worked for me either way in a, in a way to get me invested in what they're in what they're trying to go for. But these two good ass wrestlers are gonna have a good. They're gonna have a good ass match. I think you convinced me on a title change here. Um, I know. I, I know Thunder Rosa just won it. Um, but I I'm feeling like she either has no mo or like i think her momentum is stalled i think she has not been done any favors by the booking who knows she may be injured like that's why we're not like seeing her wrestle as much like think about like that that report before um you know she wrestled brit that she has some type of hamstring strain like that tag match before uh revolution she had that big ass wrapping on her hamstring she guts it out and does that match um she guts it out a couple more matches to win the belt she's had one match since she's won the title hmm. period um so like for like me it's nyla right the title yeah. defense right okay and it's almost like you know who knows if that was on some hey can you go type shit so like <laughs> Like, I, I, they could switch the belt here, and I would be like, all right, that's cool. Like, and I'm a huge Thunder Rosa fan, but I don't know. It just feels like maybe it's not Rosa's time, like, as as, as crazy as that sounds. I, I thought this was – I thought this was in the bag, but I, I hadn't really thought about it or considered her injury history. I, 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 for some reason, I don't remember the hamstring thing, but, huh. Um. We'll see, but I, look, either way, look, I look, and then you got 
And then you got uh, the women's tournament final. Like, and you can kind of talk about in conjunction to this, they could have a baby face coming out of that and then have them challenge Deeb or bring Sheeta back uh, to, to run it with Deeb and then wait for Thunder to get herself right and then come back. Like, I, I feel like that's that's what's going on here. But I could be wrong. But um, I mean, her, her inactivity, it feels like a, an alarm should be going off. Okay, so if you do, if Deep does win, and we'll probably do this for both sides, but like if Deep does win, so who do you think? Who do you have in the um the women's own tournament? So for me, uh, man, uh, we've got Tony Storm and Britt Baker. I would put Tony Storm over uh, Britt Baker, kind of similar to Cole. Uh, just in her case, she was the champion recently. I don't think she needs to win this as well. She could, you know, Tony Storm's coming in. You know, it, they've clearly set her up for the superstar push. Um, then there's Ruby Soho or Chris Statlander. Either one of them could go to the finals. I'm not really. I think know. it's going to be Stat. Uh, and then I would go with Tony Storm. Okay. So, all right. So if it were um, Thunder Rosa that retained. How would you go about this then? If it was Thunder Rosa that retained, man, uh, I think you can go to Ruby. Okay. She's never faced Thunder except, you know, the her debut when she eliminated her uh, to win the shit, uh, the, the battle royal, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, if Thunder wins, I'll go with Ruby to win the Owen Hart tournament. If Serena wins, I'll go with Tony. So it would basically be Ruby finally getting her win back over Britt from Britt's title defense and then faces Rosa and loses. You could do that. Okay. That that works out. That that's very that's very Japanese booking. <laughs> it, it is like you beat me at you beat me your champion. Now that you're not champion, I beat you in this tournament. Now I go face, you know, somebody else. Yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. Oh, I just saw uh, Lothario Negro says like it's starting. It's, it's starting to show this weekend too, right? Yep, it is. It's Saturday. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We'll get. We'll talk about that later. But yeah. Um, then we got the three way match for the tag team titles we talked about earlier: Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, Team Taz, Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks, Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee. Um, a lot of people are urging. I think people are willing these belts off of Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Uh, I think all they've done is have stellar matches. So I would miss them. (laughs) Like I I would imply and urge people to appreciate what these guys have done. I I don't like, oh man, this feels so like, oh, I hate to say it's like, why are you turning on these people when all they're doing is like the stuff that got them over? I don't get it. I, I don't get it. Like it, I didn't. Get, I don't know. I don't know if it's this thing where like uh, Jungle Boy doesn't talk enough or 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 what. But um, I, I don't know. It's it's odd to me. It just is. Um, but either way, regardless of whoever wins this match, it's gonna be a great match. Like you're 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 asking. It's Swerve. It's Keith Lee. It's Luchasaurus. It's it's Hobbs, it's Ricky Starks, it's Jungle Boy. Like that's that's a lot of fucking talent in the ring. Like they're gonna have a great match. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I wonder a- now. I wonder if it's gonna be like a like the triangle thing, like it was at Revolution. Um, we'll see. If it's a traditional one, 
I would like a more traditional, you know, three-pillar in the ring than the triangle thing, but uh, we'll see what they do. Um, so, funny thing, Lothario Negro said, a lot of champions with the ops right now. The AEW fan base has been wild lately. Uh, Dylan, remember when Drew won the WWE title and fans were saying he was boring a month into it? Uh, <laughs> uh, T-Mess, he said he just thinks more momentum is behind the two teams challenging right now. I, I think there's definitely something to that, but... <laughs> To port it over just to put a title on them because it's the hotter thing right now. It's like, uh, how about this? How about you decide who's the better team between those four and then have them, the winner of that, then come take the titles off Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. I like that more than we're just going to throw Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, who are the tag champions, into this interesting tag team feud. And then like they just are going to probably leave with the titles. I, I I don't know. <laughs> I think this one's a toss up as yeah, much as I, anything I, yeah. else, else on the card. Like this could easily go to Swerve and Lee. Like I said, they're very popular. Team yeah, Taz yeah. has had like uh like quietly they've started picking up lots of momentum. Ricky Starks has yeah, started Starks to break is, out uh yeah. heavily. Hobbs is like turned his physique into like this man's a mountain of a man now. And you know, he was in that match. Um, the face of the revolution ladder match last time. So like he, and putting, you know, a little solid resume together for himself. So mm-hmm. it, if you want to go in a different direction with the belts, like Hobbs and Starks are a team that can do it. Um, and then the, you can never underestimate the champions, like who've already done, uh, you know, a three-way tag match last pay-per-view. Um, they were wrestling against red dragon and the buck. So this one should be dramatically different from that match. So I'm, I'm really into this one. So, yeah, I don't know who's gonna win. I, I have no I have idea. No idea. I don't have a prediction for it. But I, I, I have, like I, all teams will play hard. That's the only prediction yes. I really got. Yes. Uh, uh, so anarchy in the arena match. So um, so Rich James, do I can, do I get to say it yet? No, nah, go ahead. William, get William Regal to fuck off TV. Really? Yes. Like, how many times is he gonna like whiff on a live promo? Like, like take, like turn his mic off. Like, <laughs> like I don't. You have to remind me of what happened uh, that I okay. missed or I forgot Jer- already. Jericho last week. comes out there and eats the Blackpool Combat Club alive from Santana Ortiz to Kingston to Moxley to Danielson to Regal. He goes down the list and and, and handles each one of them. I remember um, him saying stuff about like. Kingston and Danielson, y'all got beef. Uh, Moxley and uh, Danielson, y'all got beef, or something like that. Or Danielson or Moxley and somebody had beef. At, uh, oh, <clears throat> Santana and, and Moxley from the Eye for an Eye stuff. I yeah, remember what? that stuff. So what did what did uh, <clears throat> what did King or what did Regal say that was so bad? So after Joker does all this serious stuff, he drops like the haymaker of a line where it's like, hey. Brian, you know, you talking about you, you, you look like you have, you're just a nerd. You may be the greatest wrestler in the world, but you're just a nerd, but you're hanging out with Moxley and Regal. Like who knows how long it is before, you know, that like he's shoving a drink down your throat and you're in the program with Moxley or whatever. And you think they're going to say something that comes back. And the best Regal can come up with was I, I put your toothbrush up my ass. What? Oh, that wasn't a bad, that wasn't a bad line. It was goofy. 
the big bad tough black bull combat club couldn't come up with anything other than that the the leader of this thing are you serious like like this is the what 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 the sports entertainment guys should have been saying like i agree i didn't hate it though i, I didn't think it was I, like some something where like we need to say he needs to like re- retire from the business bro i was like what are we doing this love fest for with him like stop like I like like I was like, what is this? Like I think it like like luckily Eddie Kinsey got on the mic and then like kind of brought it back together. I, I, I gotta say, I, I gotta say, like the the I said it at a time when it happened, and like it just more dawns on me now more than ever. All the people aside from Daniel Garcia that's in the JSA, it just drags down Jericho. Like, I don't... There's no way in fuck they're winning this match. It's not even... It's not even a question. You can't even, like, see if... You can't even figure out, like, if the... If the... uh, If the decision's in doubt. Like, it is Moxley. It is Kingston. It is... uh, It is Danielson... It's, it's fucking through with. It's over. Like, they're going to run through these three. And, like, obviously, that's the I guess that's the point of this. But it's like, this is, like, their cute name for, like, the hardcore version of whatever uh, the st- Stadium Stampede is. Because, like, apparently Kingston and, and Moxie are too fucking tough to be. They won't do in, that shit. Yeah. We're, it, 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 we'll change the name and it'll be the same fucking thing to make it feel better. Whatever. Who gives a fuck? Whatever. But... It's a fucking five on five st- brawl around the stadium. Sounds like a state. Sounds like a, they'll be stampeding in the stadium. Whatever, what whatever. But match should be good. But it's like there's just not enough horses on that Jericho side to make me actually give a fuck about this match in that way. Now that they've actually done this and like we know this was upon it, like that, and that's the problem with like them putting on like the two point and in. And Garcia for so long on TV, and this shit just never took on Rampage. We were putting him on Rampage all the fucking time, especially main events. It's like we know that Garcia is really talented. We know what they're trying to do with Garcia, and we appreciate it. But like the 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 Parker in in uh, Lee part of it just does not. I it, think it, they've been excellent on the mic. Like they're it, funny. It, 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 they're like just they're, funny, they're funny, but it's like I, I like, can't buy the them. Part, actually, is I I, I just yeah, can't when, buy when them. It's time to get in the ring, and they're not a bad tag team. So I just can't buy them as like they're really actually pushing these fucking guys. Like, isn't it the same things when they had Santana and Ortiz in, in um Inner Circle? It's not the same thing at all. Um, I, yeah, I I would think Blackpool Combat Club is going to win, uh, barring some like <laughs> someone turning on someone. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that's the only thing that would threaten a um, you know some type of uh, split here. <laughs> Dylan, he said two point slander. That's fair. <laughs> it's not slander. Like for what they're being asked to do, they're carrying it very well. But the thing is, like I just do not care about them. And like I watched them on NXT, and like it's the same thing is like these are dudes that are clearly have great have really good fire on the mic and really good talkers and charismatic whatever else but 
Like, I just can't buy them once you put them in there with, like, these, with the, with the toughest motherfucking fighter in the world and, and Brian Danielson, the, the toughest street thug in the world and John Moxley, and his thug friend, uh, Eddie Casey, who's talking about, you know, um, what was it the other day? We were talking about killing people. Uh, what was it? Dropping bodies. Yeah, dropping bodies Body. the other day. It's like, okay, like, if this were, if this were FTR, if this were FTR, if this were FTR, they'd be so like I would have no problems with this at all. And they're better promos than FTR, but you get my point. Is like they're just such an afterthought, and like you know they're losers because they put them as losers the whole fucking time. They just, they're, they're losers that are sucking that are just sucking off Jericho. I'm sorry to talk in these terms, but like they're just they're pin- appreciating they're Jericho, pin eating goons. They're appreciating Jericho. They're not even just goons. They're they're pin eating goons. They're not. They're not like is like they're lower than Sean Spears on the totem pole for me. When I think about it, as far as like <laughs> Sean, like who are like when was the last time like because Sean Spears when it's time for him to face be you know one of those people that like the babyface will overcome in, in order to get the MJF like they give the they give Sean Spears wins on TV to, to let you remind you like this guy is actually somebody that can do something. They didn't fucking bother with 2.0. They didn't bother. The only ways you're getting them when Jericho's in the ring and hit a Judas effect. Yeah. They've they been beating people's ass, though. Like, Put them they, dark? They, uh, nah, just like in, in the attacks. Like, they be attacking people. So, like, they get to win, like, when Jericho they're not in the fucking, ring. But then Jericho throws a fucking fireball like he's Lawler in the 70s. A wizard, ho. <laughs> he's a wizard. That, I will say this. Out. Getting away from the context and the in the um the lack of self awareness of Jericho calling himself a wizard, aside from that part, given the January what his wife was at on January sixth, whatever else, I get all that. But separate from that compartmentalize that. Like when he says, "I'll throw a fireballing face," I'm a wizard. Yes. That shit is fucking funny. It yes. is because it's like it's so ridiculous. Like what? Is, you are you are fifty years old. <laughs> <laughs> what? Is, what are you saying? Like, he, like he's so funny. <laughs> like he's doing, like he's doing a Kamehameha or no? The uh, what, what is what was Kenny doing when he's hitting people with uh, with the Hadouken? Right? The Hadouken, that's right. He's a Hadouken people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we got a six man tag uh, after this. House of Black, long awaited. Uh, House of Black versus the Death Triangle. Malachi Black. Buddy Matthews and Brody King against Pac, Penta, and Ray Phoenix. Get out the way. This is, I mean, this is probably my bet, my 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 bet for best match of the night. Yeah, I'd let this open the show. It's probably my bet. Um, for, it's probably my bet for best match of the night. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna I'd, be awesome. I'd, yeah, this is gonna be incredible. Um, it just you know thinking about Pac and Malachi Black getting back at it. Buddy Matthews and Pat getting back at it. Um, Matthews and Phoenix, you know, <laughs> that's that's Diet Kenny and Phoenix right there. <laughs> Brody King and throwing these guys around and giving them the goddamn Gonzo bombs and shit. Uh, I'm gonna pick the House of Black and Brody King's gonna hit a Gonzo bomb to win. I hadn't even thought about it when I just was thinking about like Austin. The stars, baby. That's what yeah. you was thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Moves, yeah. baby. Yeah, like you know, you know, if y'all seen the gif of um, um, blinding lights from with, with uh, the weekend, looking at you know, looking at, like those are stars, baby. Those are stars. It's gonna happen. It's gonna be fun. Um, 
that's that's what I'm most looking forward to this weekend. Just well, aside from Tim and Kyrie tagging, but yeah, like it's gonna be Team awesome. James. Oh God, don't start that shit. You know, <laughs> don't start that shit. You know, I know it says they're the White Knights, but oh, always God. know them by their real name, Team James. Okay, so we gotta talk about let, let's talk about White Knights right now while we're at it. So I Next am to the, after right after the Wizard. I am Chris yes, Jericho. Yes, yes. I I actually thought I had thought about like Chris Jericho in a trios with Tyree and Sam the other day because of all this fucking like connotations to like the KKK. But um, like I didn't know about this name. I heard that like they're going to tag for the pay per view, and then like. They were asking for for team names, and then like when they came up name, and I and y'all told me that it was White Nats, I was like, oh, <laughs> just just so fucking deflated, like yo, know, this is awful. And then like because you know I'm still trying to voice on this was I'm so far behind, right? Uh, so like once you told me like well it's actually about like the protectors of the or you know of the of the white belt, I was like okay that's better. At least there's, a, there's some context for why they came up with this, as opposed to like they decided to call us all the white knights. I'm like, yo, that's 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 unfortunate. But uh, but yeah, let's get back to AEW. Uh, what's next? Big tag team match: uh, Young Bucks versus the Hardys. So um, this has been building up uh, throughout like different backstage segments and on mm-hmm. BCE. Matt Hardy's been cutting some really good promos. Actually, um, Bucks are in a down cycle period think this is a good time to talk about ftr not being on this show for as hot as they were um the last like three months yeah they they did not make revolution they did not make double or nothing i would only assume from the drawing element what do you think that like (laughs) i i would assume that they are the next like they're gonna win the belts at some point this summer yeah Mm -hmm. i i feel like they're gonna win the belt sometime this summer um and do another match with the Bucks um, at some point. But as far as the Young Bucks and the Hardys goes, I was talking to um, I was talking to Josh, and he made a good point. He was like, they've never really done this in a major promotion before. Like, they've done it in Ring, Ring of Honor. Honor. Yeah. They've done it in, you know, in a much, like, kind of lower profile. Didn't and, they do know, it they, in AAA? They did it in – no, they did not do it in AAA. They did it in Mexico. I, I know for a fact. The expedition of gold. Yes, that was in Me- that one of those was in Mexico. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I would have to so- someone get us the answer in in, in the uh, chats. Like, how many promotions has Young Bucks Hardy happened in? But this is a big match for a lot of obvious reasons. Like, both teams going to come out. Jeff Hardy's going to be super over. Um, you know, the Hardys as an act is going to be super over. The Bucks are going to break their backs. To make these guys look good, uh, I think the Bucks are going to win. Uh, I I'd be shocked if the Bucks lost. Don't put it past them because the Young Bucks will, you know, if it's up to them, they'll lose to fucking anybody. But I wouldn't be beating them again so soon. It would be Matt Hardy taking a BCE trigger for me. Um, I think who knows, like. Uh, you know, I guess ultimately the question is like, how many, how many losses are the Young Bucks going to eat on pay per view? Um, They're on the streak. But I would say there might be there might be some juice in a like Matt or the Hardy brothers get like one tag title um, challenge. 
I think there's some juice in that. Is it now the juice being in um Lucha Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy? I don't think I think that's past, but I think an FTR one will, will have it. Mm-hmm. So um, like I, if you're I, not, I say that's something to look out for. Again, if you're not gonna push the bucks towards the belts at this point, which you could easily be not do that. I think mm-hmm. that could be a justification for having the Hardys win. Yeah. Um. Then our main event, <laughs> singles match for the AW World Championship, Hangman Adam Page against CM Punk. This is a match that is split the fan base, I think, right in half. This is a very unpredictable match here. Uh, I've told everyone for months on this show that I think it was Hangman running through this guy like a hot knife through butter. Um, I haven't seen anything that has made me change that. I would pretty much be really disappointed if if they did take the belt off of Hangman and put it on Punk here. Um, it feels like, you know, like Hangman has become, I think, for even those of us like myself who who had apprehensions about him before his championship reign, like it's like he's like the the guy that's wearing the flag essentially for for the company that, that you know for day one, and then you know Punk comes in, and ironically now <laughs> he's kind of the old guy like that you know quote unquote could be. It standing in front of progress, uh, I think, and I think this is a lot of uh, you know this has been an interesting program from this from the standpoint of hate page showing some um, you know showing like kind of a more focused meaner tendencies and people you know he was willing to really call CM Punk out on that that Bret Hart stuff that people did not like um, so Heyman was willing to be a little edgy. Punk has said a lot of stuff about Hangman. They're doing matches where they're using each other's finishing moves terribly to beat other people or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) That buckshot Lairhead looked abysmal. See ya, Punk. (laughs) Don't think I wasn't going to get you. Come on, man. I'm trying to drink some fucking water. What's wrong with you, man? Don't think I wasn't gonna get gonna get you. And then Hangman was basically saying, "I ain't no bitch." Like, and you know, I, I fucks with Hangman. Like, and um, this is like the age old philosophy. It's like the youth. Uh, it, it's like your hang your your babyface ace of the promotion, or are you going to, you know, cash in? You know, the CM Punk title run um, token right now. And I don't think you need to do that personally like, i don't think punk needs to win i think you know in in some circles you could call it a mistake if cm punk wins uh the championship here um i think I, he needs if it's to me eventually but not necessarily now yeah so 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 what do you what do you think about this whole like like build and you know the split and everything going on with this uh, i mean I don't think there's, I don't really think there was much, there's been much there in the way of like personal animosity. Um, I did like the Hangman promo talking about like the Bret Hart cosplay. Uh, I did like CM Punk's promo where he's walking around the crowd talking about how like, you know, he, you know, he didn't know if he can make it here or he can hang anymore, but like he's here and he wants to show people like I can still do this. Uh, I thought it was a cool promo. 
Um, I even like the part where, like, of late, Punk has like kind of healed himself in a way to be dismissive and act like he's like a like like he's big leaguing Page. Um, I like all of that. Um, am I in love with it? Not necessarily. Like, uh, if I could compare this to other things that were main evented, um, AEW pay per views, I th- it's probably on the lower end of stuff as far as build and and then, you know investment and anticipation for the match coming, but. Um, I think they're going to have a really good match at the worst anyway. Um, and it could be more. And ultimately, as long as I get a clean finish, I'm good with either result. To be quite honest with you. Like, I think that, I think that Punk, given what he's done in the company so far, um, could, you know, quote unquote, I don't mean like literal, literally command, but like has commanded like that kind of eyes, that kind of attention, that kind of stuff he did with MJF, like commands, like, a reward or necessarily or kind of like a reward for like the level of um of what he's done as a talker in in the ring uh coming back but it's not as but he has you know multiple years on his contract this isn't the end um so it, but if they want to continue this thing and they really want to submit adam page as like a guy for being this you know a, a two-time champion down the line eventually this is the match where, like, you give him that win and you, and you move on. Like, you know, a lot of this year was about, like, um, and all of wrestling was, like, people got their big wins, their their wins to get them on the map, and it's, like, how do you sub- submit these people to where, like, they can have multiple runs in the future, or you can submit this person's, like, career. Like, I mean, I'm mostly thinking, like, Kamatani and Shuri right now, and, like, with Paige, they've done that. They've done this work with him since he's won in November, and like if he if he wins this match, like for me he's he's for me he's fucking bulletproof. He's for me at this point like he's undeniable at that already. But um, this puts it all the way over the top where it's like there ain't no fucking doubt that like this dude was like, like he's the know. fucking man. Like <laughs> yeah. So I mean so but either way, and I mean obviously that's that's a arbitrary crown type of thing or arbitrary crown type of moment. Like the business the business. Like if Adam Page wins. Like the company's not gonna do better than if CM Punk's the champion, but that's not necessarily the point. The point is like with this company has been like we have a bunch of guys that you all remember and they're gonna be doing some really interesting things and along the way they're gonna title shot with somebody and they're gonna win or they're gonna lose, but the main thing is to get the person that they're in facing with like up to another so, level. Up to another level so where they can you know, that's been the story of the promotion by and large for with Adam Page and the pillars for since the beginning. This is another moment right here where it could, it, where we're going to see like in like more times than not, it's been to the betterment of the f- younger talent than the established guard. So, you know, I, you know, I, I wouldn't mind. It would be the worst thing in the world. There've been worse ideas for wrestling for Adam Page to beat CM Punk and then like face Adam pa- and then face Omega again. That wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate that. Right. <laughs> um, but there, there's really no bad decision because, like, I got, I got to tell you, there's a whole lot of fucking money in a in a CM Punk uh, uh, Kenny Omega match down the line. So whatever yeah, they want to do, that's, that's we'll like, see how this goes. You know how they, how Kanye used to say stadium status, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, you know, I'm Team Hangman on this one all the way. I, 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 yeah. I believe so much in like making this this ace run for him this okada like run for him um mm. 
to to really like I hate to say cement him, right? But it's like to drive it home to to mm-hmm. make people stop thinking like, yo, the next person is coming to beat this guy. Like it, it, like the belt. Like you know, there were some people that somehow convinced themselves that Adam Cole was going to beat him. I am smart. Never <laughs> thought that at, at any point, but. I think from then on, it was almost like, well, you know, the, the the whispers that were around him. And there are a lot of, you know, there's a lot of media that has gone around, like, perpetuating, like, you know, this man has been some type of awful champion just because he's not as featured or not as such of a strong personality uh, or things well, like that. That but, part's like, true. That part's true about him not being a strong personality or talker. But who cares? Like... Not every I, fucking champion needs to be the Rocker John Cena. Yeah, I'm like it's if they fun. if they want him to if they want him to open with a 15 minute welcome to the show, uh, you know, order thing like you know, and, and watch pro wrestling one way the way they've watched it for the last 20 years. If they want that, cool. Hangman's not going to be your guy. But if you want to come with what AW is trying to do, like and what they've right. like shown, like the uh, you know, letting the champions kind of speak in their own image, like we would see John Moxley sitting in a fucking hallway. You tell me doing that is like any more like necessarily important than <laughs> that even, that's some like you know he, he's no. he's angrily yelling in a hallway that's his championship <laughs> presence like I, like in a vacuum I, I like th- that's just so superior to what hangman's doing i right? i um i I, can't, I think the thing for me is like this company has cm punk mjf eddie kingston chris jericho john moxley if they needed somebody to carry the show from a talker's perspective, I could see that. They're good. <laughs> they don't need another motherfucker that can go out there and talk for and talk for my, uh, a long amount of time. They have enough guns that can do that already. This is wrestling. Well, obviously, y- you could say that. But I, I get the I get the need that you need to talk to get people emotionally invested in in your angles and your in, in your matches or whatever else. I get all that. Not everybody has to do it that way if you have a number of guys that can already do do enough of that work anyway. Like, you mean to tell me we need we really need uh in the future, we're gonna need Hangman to come out here and give us a ten minute promo when you got when he's gonna eventually face MJF. He probably has to cut two promos for that whole build up and that shit's gonna get hundred and fifty fucking buys. It's fine, guys. Like, not everybody has to do this one particular skill. Some people get over, not everybody gets over the same way. He's somebody that got over with his matches and his story. He's made. It's that part's through with. Like, as far as it, do you think he can get to another level if he does do that? Yeah, probably. But he's good right now where he is. Like, this company's not sinking with him, with him as a champion. Contrary to some of these opinions that I think are <laughs> fucking wild. So, like, I think he needs to gotta relax. Like, the sky's not always falling. I promise you it's not. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's interesting, man. Um, and thinking about CM Punk, this is first title challenge. This should do like very well. Think, it very should do well. well. Um, you know, will they have a better match in Paige and Takeshita? I don't no, think so. No, no. But <laughs> no. 
<laughs> Look, no. I would have just taken that. You know, there's no one else made of that. But whatever. We're not here or there. But um, this should be a, a very big CM Punk ain't never been an athlete to catch this. Hey, this is a seminal match in the promotions history, I think. And uh, you start thinking about 2019, uh, 20, 21, now 22. No Cody on this show. No Kenny Omega via injury. Like, this is like, you know, there, there's there's shit up for the taking if you want to go grab it. Um, so, like, there, there are, you know, are spots open. There are holes to fill, um, per se. So, and, you know, there there is like, a, you know, a changing of the guard feeling, I think, a lot on this card. Uh, you know, this is the first, like, pay-per-view really since they've started, like, kind of shedding or probably like no, it started uh, kind of last year, but we see more people starting to get shedded from their AEW contracts, um, and then like you know these people are being replaced, and you know who knows about Santana and Ortiz, you know a little bit down the line. So uh, I, I saw Santana; he was tweeting his his how many days till his contract expires. You know, there's you know a lot of rumors going on with with those guys. Do you so think like, is that happy, or you think he's going to reach free agency and then try to get a best offer? Because I would do. I would. I, which one do you think it is? I I would imagine there is probably elements of both. I've heard okay. other rumors. I mean, you can you can take a look at. Uh, they're going to get so, off if they reach free agency. They're going to get off from WWE. Like I I think you can take a look at some of his indie bookings and you know start asking questions about why he's getting booked as a single. Um, mm. And you know I don't know, but. Um, just gotta, you know. I think I think that's notable uh, to uh, to point out, and actually learn that from uh, from shout out to Joe Lanza. Uh, he talked about, uh, you know, point point that out. That like that's interesting. Maybe maybe people should keep an eye on that. So, um, uh, Sam in the comments says the casual fans can't understand he's the champ if he isn't telling him all the time, telling them all the time with words. Actions aren't loud enough, apparently. Um, I mean, that's been a that's been a, a I wouldn't necessarily say a, I wouldn't necessarily say a big thing, but that has been a thing with Adam Page this year, where like he's telling a story and people have just like missed it, like that whole <laughs> like that whole belt thing with Adam Page, like on the Go Home Show and on Cole. Rampage, or yeah, with Cole, the pelt, yeah, with the belt thing, like when they, the Go Home Show on Rampage to like them booing him when he used the belt after page after Cole used the belt on 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 uh page like it's been a thing where like people are like missing things maybe it is a bit too small the the or too subtle at times with him maybe but like maybe but like i don't really feel that way it so that, that is my opinion maybe i'm maybe i'm just too in my thing but like to me it's like the, he's over the crowd. The crowd loves him when he comes out. He has kick-ass matches. Like, he cuts these promos, and they're not necessarily, like, the greatest promo. He's not the best promo in, or even close in the company, but, like, he cuts quality promos when they ask him to cut them. Is he a person that's, like, featured as much as necessarily, like, an Adam Cole seemingly week every single week? I, I, I'd say no. CM Punk, I'd say no. Uh, Moxley and Danielson, I'd say no. But like, it, I don't feel like I don't ever feel like I'm missing. I'm missing him when he's not on these shows. I feel like all these other guys are kind of putting themselves out in the sun a little bit too much, especially Cole. Because like everybody complains about Cole when he has his three and a three and three quarter star match or three and a half star match, you know, whatever. Uh, but yeah, he. Um, I think he's been perfectly fine. I just think people are looking for things not to be fine. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, like, so, if things be better, things can always be better. But, like, at the same time, it's like, it's not like things haven't been great. <laughs> Did you not watch the match this week? Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, third or fourth double or nothing uh, coming up. I was there last year. This is one year since they've been back on the road uh, or in front of fans. Um, I think it's been a great year. <laughs> since since last year it's been the pay-per-view streak has been great the signings this has been like like i don't know how people can look at between last year and this year and then think that there's like like things aren't going the right way uh per se like all they're doing is getting more talent uh all they're doing is getting like people over like people aren't coming out and being under like it's it's um you know people redefining their careers uh here so um I, i've just seen a lot of stuff from like you know the the big houses that they've drawn like you know the arthur ash show mm-hmm. um the return of cm punk the united center they've got the forbidden door uh, underway mm-hmm. um you know revolution being a all-time show basically full gear yeah, the the forum shit, the the Detroit shows, like they're hottest tickets in town. Like, I don't know what like if, if this ain't success, then what do you call that? I, I don't know. I think people want them so badly to like just. They catch want up. them to not be. I think it's two things. I think either people want them like to either one with like uh, I think I think Melzer says a thirteenth of the the amount of money. Like they want them to like immediately be equal, immediately like emotional like or financially equal to WWE, WWE. like in like immediately, and also people that like don't want them to even be close at the same time rooting against them. So like that like both like impatient like the hating Indian patience combines to where it's like this is this you know this monster of negativity at times or just like. Of, of hyper criticism and it's like, look, man, like WWE or AEW is absolutely not my my cup of tea when it comes to their in ring style or whatever else. But I gotta say, like, I enjoy the hell out of it more times than not, week to week. Like, if we were to go through it and be like, week to week, and we say great shows to below average shows between Rampage and Dynamite. I, I think we see more great shows than even below average shows on a week, uh, like uh, year to year. Um, so, you know, I, and then they have three pay-per-views that they, they have four pay-per-views that they build to over three months, you know, like in their, you know, and they end up giving these stat cards and these shows are always great or almost always great. There's like a really, there's really, they might have one a year when it isn't great. Um, so, I don't know, man. Like, if you were to ask me what's the best show I've seen this year, it'd probably be Revolution uh, that we went to. And I didn't. And I did not love that CM Punk MJF match the way other people do. I still think it's probably the best show I've seen this year. Yeah. Um, like, wh- like, wh- like, what are the, what are these complaints compa- in comparison to what? I, New Japan Stardom, the E. Like, I don't. I don't know how you Noah. I don't know how you creatively compare them to WWE. DDT? I don't think I don't think WWE DCW? has a single. I don't think they have a single three year period in their history, 
quality wise that matches this one. Like, of course not. Sorry, get your attitude error the fuck out of here. Get get your ruthless aggression error the fuck out of here. Um, you know, get your PG era the fuck out of here. Like, I, I no, like I like. Like, no, there's no period of, like, a weekly television show that has gone as hard as this and then, like, grown the way this has. Um, you know, it's... I, I, I think, in a sense, some people are being unrealistic with this, as you I, mentioned. I think people are numb... I, I, you know, I think people are, like, either getting numb slash taking... In, you know, and it's kind of like what we were doing when we were talking about, like, that, you know, that 2017 to 2020 era of... Uh, a pre-pandemic era of NXT where it's like people are kind of getting numb to like how great these shows are and the amount of talent that's around and like history tells us that shit's not gonna last forever and what do you know it did not last forever so like I you know I've I'm just enjoying the ride for what we for however long we have it. Hopefully, hopefully it lasts a lot longer than than you know than you know the shit some bad happens and and you know but I've I've enjoyed watching AEW over these three years. I really have. It's been fucking fun. Yeah, um, it, you know to say like you know, yeah, I I, I don't get it. It's it's I don't know. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you know, you, Look, you know, go you watch Cody some... in WWE or some shit. And Cody, they're doing well with Cody too. Yeah, but it's like, what else are they doing well besides Cody right now? Yeah, yeah. I I don't hear I don't hear nearly as many people talk about how well like how how whatever like Roman is doing right now compared to like before WrestleMania. There's nothing to do, James. Well, that's because they have an inept Booker that doesn't know how to get people ready for him. Like, do you seriously? Do you think that do you think that Tony Khan will have like? This much of a problem trying to figure out how to keep Roman Reigns and, and um, the Usos in- interesting because I don't. No, think he, he has he have unlimited opponents. Right. <clears throat> this um, is a Vince problem. Yeah, he'd have unlimited opponents. Like they've they've stripped their rosters like down almost to the bone on, in both both senses, and it's like why? Like <laughs> yeah, and then like every and now everybody's like, well. When do these people in AEW's contracts run out so they can like come? Because that's who they want to. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. It's amazing how how does this work? You know, this company that that has no idea how to create stars or or mainstream attention or anything like that. Now they're putting up fucking countdown clocks for when Cody's going to show up on the on the three o'clock hour, the third hour. A man that was run out of the promotion essentially had nowhere to sit. That that man was playing a game. A, a ring around the rosy and had no chair available to him anymore in AW. This is who they are putting up countdown clocks for. And, he'll not, and that's no knock on Cody. Yeah, that's but not, like, like Cody, this is what they've sunk to. <laughs> like, this is what they've had to do. Yeah. It's like Cody, Cody has built himself into a main event talent, right? Like, regardless of the promotion, anywhere in America, he is a ma- absolutely a main event talent. He booked himself into smithereens in sp- inside of three years uh, with AEW, and like he's in WWE, and like he has a new chan- he has a fresh new canvas to fuck up, and he hasn't fucked it up yet. But they're setting him up. And Vince, it is coming. They're setting will, and him it up. Will with within, them, with them it will be in the next like it will be in the next year or so. Well, he will crash this thing. Like they're setting it up with that clock. 
they're setting it up, obviously, with them suits. What babyface you know wears suits like that? Like, huh? Never really thought no, about it. No one modern like maybe, that. Oh, I would say maybe Flair or some shit or whatever. Like, Flair is a career heel who would moonlight as a babyface right. from time to time. Right. So, like, it's going gonna, it's gonna, to be, you know, it's real hard for the kids to dress up as Cody. You know, it's it's real hard for for the kid to pull out the three piece suit. Just saying. Uh, oh, he just had a stinker with the Miz. Oh, okay, awesome. Um, uh, I, I didn't mean for this to turn to a Cody thing, but I did see a tweet that. I mean, was I like, mean we've been good. We haven't talked much about Cody of late. We have. Yeah, you know, you know, I think that was you know yeah. I saw a tweet. Let it, we know, it I don't feel like I'm sure somebody would disagree, but like I don't feel like we killed Cody. We just like. He he kept burnt, it a buck. He he burnt up where he was at. He found himself in another situation. He's doing great so far with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Well, actually, it's unfair because like I did say eventually he'll fuck it up, but like that's also being honest. I think that, that's just we know we, yeah. we know the work. Like either either he will or they will because look at the history of what what they do. It was either one of them or both of them was going to fuck this up eventually. Right. And, and I. I kind of brought Cody out up because I saw a tweet that like I mentioned him and Kenny, they tagged him uh, and said they weren't on the show this year. And this person, like, you know, they're like, you know, I miss Kenny and Cody and all da, 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 da. And I think each of them responded to the person. So like separately, because and Kenny was like, yeah, I'll be watching that shit on satellite or whatever. And then Cody Rose was like, uh, I'll be getting ready for hell in a cell. It doesn't need me or whatever. Da, 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 da. Uh, if, I forgot what he said. Um, but and then someone had responded. He's so pissed. He can't bleed in hell in a cell. He's so mad. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, people have people have bled in WWE on accident. Look, look, you really want to be the, the AEW gimmick. You you go ahead and bleed in there and take that that fifty thousand dollar fine. Is it fifty dollars two fifty? Uh, shit, it might be. I don't remember, know. Well, Batista, I remember Batista and Jericho and uh, Kyoto, they got the two fifty. Yeah, yeah. Cody's gonna gonna run himself into the cage. We'll see. But I think that's a good place to leave it, James. I don't know if you had anything else before we needed to uh, oh, yeah, depart just, for the just, week. Yeah, just a just a short thing. Um, so last week I said that I was going to do a, or I was thinking of doing a solo Joshi show to catch up on all the happenings. Um, I was talking to JD from uh, Red Leaf Retrocast, and he's going to uh, do this Thursday uh come on to do a show with me slash us. I don't know if what Rich's uh, availability is or what or whatever else, but um, basically since the Cinderella tournament, I have not, we have not covered any stardom uh, shows. Uh, we're going to recap all that, that we've missed up to um, th- up to Wednesday. Hopefully they'll have, hopefully Sunny will have all the shows up from this past weekend. So we'll cover basically almost all of uh, May and then we'll, um, We'll cover uh, the Nomads show first show, which is a big deal because like they have they like night one they could possibly number the number three promotion to Yoshi uh, off night one, and also talk about uh, Hannah Kimura's tribute show that was this morning. Um, so yeah, like uh, on that show, Jungle Kiona makes her return to wrestling after you know tearing her ACL in October two thousand twenty. 
Um, she had a mystery opponent. I don't know who it is. Don't tell me. Don't write it in the comments. I don't look and see. But, like, I have some guesses who it might be. If it's who I think it is, I would love that. And then the main event it was Shuri versus Asuka Vinny, which probably is outside of Stardom could be one of the best uh, show matches in Joshi of the year if they do what they fully are capable of doing in the main event setting. Um, and, you know, last year's uh, tri- Hannah Tribute show had um, an awesome trios match and then ended with a uh, Asuka Vinny versus Kagetsu match. That was seven minutes, but it was awesome for seven minutes that it went. So really looking forward to talking about all that stuff uh, on Thursday and like, you know, going to binge a whole lot of shows uh, to catch up uh, from what and recap that stuff and get ready to preview. And at the end of that, we'll preview um, Stardom's Oda City Gym show that has all that's a they're treating like a big deal and has like all the title defenses on there and has Kyrie and Tam tagging together so should be fun. Oh, uh, in the comments they're saying on that show if I'm not on it, James, they said you better not forget to hit the music. I'll if I forget, I'll still put it in post. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be on. It'll be on there for sure. For sure, we still got. A lot of people here on the on the stream with us, but that'll wrap the show up, James. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, y'all. Be sure to raise whatever app you're using. Listen to this with. Um, if you're on the stream, um, go to the PayPal. Go to drop the bits off. If you are um, listening on the podcast, uh, go to Rare Struggle and drop us off with a donation. Um, and be sure to listen to other shows on the network. Besides on your radio, you have Keeping It Strong Style, the Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Show. Uh, Grumman Watch This Shit, The Grave Consequences, 8-Bit Suplex, All Things Elite, Great Match Generator, Getting the Ring. Is there anything else I'm forgetting? Meet the, meet the, was it Meet the Power Slam? Meet the Press. Meet the Press. Slam. Meet the, meet the Press the, Meet slam. the Press Slam, not the Power Slam. Meet the Press Slam and AEW Match Guide. Uh, pretty good listen. show. Danny's been interviewing guys like different members of the wrestling media. I believe Jesse Collins was on there, who I've quoted a time or two on this show. Uh, Josh also did a show. So uh, check that that out. Yeah, be sure to look out for that. Uh, it'll all be in the Social Suplex podcast feed. Um, so uh, thanks for listening, y'all. Later. I'm gonna say peace or goodbye. Peace. Hollow. Oh. 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 So press stop. <laughs>